Dear Dimwitty, are you out there? Can you hear us? We hope you're doing okay. You've missed so much, Dimwitty. We need to catch you up on everything that's happened in DuckTales. We're here to recap and discuss each episode of DuckTales 2017 for the benefit of our close personal friend, Dimwitty Duck, who was last seen on October 12th, 2011 in the comic Dangerous Currency. If you're out there, Dimwitty, we're coming for you. Just hold on. Hello and welcome to Dear Dimwitty, a DuckTales recap podcast. I'm Monty. And I am Marty. We're back. We're back. We're hanging out. I, I like how we say every episode we say we're back as if it's like um, an, a, an achievement. An achievement when it is really very much just the bare minimum of <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> a weekly podcast. The fact podcast. that we continue to show up. <laughs> yeah. Um, although to be fair, it is... Um, I think every single time we do actually show up, it is a monumental achievement. Um, just so given our for us. our general, you know, our, our track record, uh. yeah. <laughs> our our general incompetence. Um, yeah. So again, no news. No news. Um, I mean, there's 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 no news. Even when there was news, this was not the place that you're going to be coming for. Like. Uh, on the pulse, uh, like happening, like uh, as the news hits, because this podcast comes out on a Tuesday once a week. Um, so if chances are, whenever yeah. even there was Ducktales news, you were already hearing it from somewhere else. Um, can I confess something as well? Mm-hmm. I think I think like as a general rule, I know less about what's going on than anyone <laughs> in the world. Everyone, just anybody. I just don't pay, I don't pay attention to anything. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, when it comes to like DuckTales news specifically, I just like, my entire knowledge of it is what you say to me. And then so I, I could, and then I I could w- say anything. <laughs> yep. And you could come, and then we, we would come on the podcast and I would pretend like I'd known about it from my primary sources. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> You're really I'm pulling back the curtain and nodding. Yeah. You're really pulling back the curtain here. Uh, yeah, this is the big reveal. The big um, reveal that, that you I, don't that you don't know anything about Ducktales. <laughs> that I'm much more incompetent than even your wildest dreams predicted. <laughs> um, I, I feel like every every like every time we record, we let loose one more like nugget of information that reveals how much of a mess we both are. Like. <laughs> Like whenever we're like, yeah, we didn't record because we slept or we had too much to do and we procrastinated or I don't know anything about the show that I do a podcast about. I just <laughs> like eventually, eventually, like we're gonna be just like telling people our entire just, like tragic life stories as some kind of like <laughs> fucked up confessional. Oh Jesus Christ! It's gonna be like that one time I went to therapy. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a podcast really is just free therapy when you think about it. Yeah. So that that, that I think maybe that's the that's our um our new uh f- quote unquote news segment is just going to be like our confessional booth where we where we tell everybody what we've been up to with a highlight on the most shameful and 
uh, like revealing deeply revealing things about our lifestyles because <laughs> that's what we've been yeah. doing so far. Maybe yeah, maybe that's what our new segment is now. It's just the confessional. The confessional. Um, it's the confessional where we come here to say something things such as, um, my sleep schedule is not. Oh no! Right now it's bad. <laughs> um, I fell asleep this morning at six thirty. No, probably more like six twenty. Um. <laughs> And then I woke up at like one one p.m. Um, got up, uh, had some breakfast, went to uh, do some grocery shopping, uh, came back, read half a book, fell asleep, and then woke up at what eight. Um, and then we started recording. <laughs> so worst, um, worst decision I have ever heard. It's like, bad. Like, yeah. Oh. I never said it was good. Like I, oh, I know. I just like I'm reeling, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's and it's really bad because I have um, uh, I have tomorrow off, but then on Tuesday I do have like online classes that I have to like wake up for and be present for. So that's gonna mm. be a fun day of like fixing my shit up. But you know, eh, it's fine. I've come back from worse. So that's my confession. Yeah. That's my confession of the day. I have, a, I have a much more minor confession in comparison to, like, the mm-hmm. magnitude of, like, what's wrong with you. Thank um, you. <laughs> I, am planning, I am planning on going right back to bed after we finish recording. About, like, oh, please. Um, so it'll be, like, 4 p.m. or whatever. Um, that is, that is, that is, like, that is not even a confession. I feel like that's just, like, normal human behavior. You do something and then you just get to go back to I, bed. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, Yeah. So that's that's how we're doing. That's how the, that's the confessional right now. Um, this is how we live. Yeah, and it ain't good. Um, <laughs> not not at all good. I just have it's, like it's really compounded by the fact that we are all like whenever we record, it is always like nighttime for one of us. Uh, so like yeah. one of one of us is probably just woken up, and then the other person is probably going to be like up until like two. So um. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I literally am in my pajamas, just so you know. Oh, I'm um, kind of in my pajamas. I'm half in my pajamas. I am wearing actual pants, though. That's so fucked up. I, I, haven't, I haven't worn actual trousers in two years. They're... <laughs> um, the real reason, the reason I'm wearing actual pants and, like, my pajama top is because I had to leave the house today. And I was like, well, I could go to the shops in my pajamas and my uh dressing gown again but it's like it was like two in the afternoon when I went this time and I feel like that's a little bit less acceptable to like go to Coles in your bathrobe because like I like I I I've crossed the threshold where I no longer feel any particular shame about going to Coles at like 7 30 at night to buy like a bag of mandarins that is the decision (laughs) that I have made twice in the past week or so i just want to make everybody aware this is not a hypothetical scenario it is my life um but um i I just feel like going to coles in your pajamas in daylight is just like just a touch too far for me at the moment though but i'm i'm uh very prepared for that uh for for my boundaries to shift um yeah so i did i I did have slope I did, oh yeah, extremely. I did have to put on pants to go to the shops, but then when I got home, I took off my shirt and put on my pajama shirt back on. Um, and I'm wearing big fluffy <sighs> socks as well. So it's 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 um, I'm living pretty luxuriously. I'm also going to go to bed as soon as I finished recording. So yeah, yours makes more sense because you're like insane. <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into our episode? 
Um, yeah, let's do it. Just because I feel like if we continue to stay, the longer we stay in the confessional, the more like depressed our audience is getting. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry for all, we're sorry for all of you who are like listening to this, like you know, during the day or like while you're doing things, while you're at work, while you're like you know, just like having being a good a time, person. being a normal person, and you're hearing us talk about our just fucked up, stupid sleep lives. Um, you are you are doing a lot better than us. Yep. Um, <sighs> so our episode for this week is the the Three Caballeros episode. It's the Three Caballeros episode. It is the town where everyone was nice. Um, it is the town where oh, everyone was nice. It's the town where everyone was nice. This is the town where um, everyone was nice. <laughs> this is like the start of season two is like this really interesting kind of point where like they really start to pack in the uh like like the legacy characters like the references the you know cameos and stuff like that um yeah which is not a not, it, not a complaint at all i love like I, that is like one of my favorite things about season two is the amount of like uh like new slash old characters that, that they bring in but like they've got the you have like um depths of cousin feathery and you have uh this episode. You have the the dubious um uh for, for, the, the dubious status of Duke Baloney. <laughs> yeah, as an and old like, slash new character. Oh, um, on the to- on the topic of Duke Baloney, can I can I bring up something that um that my friend Liam brought up to me, please, uh, which I haven't been able to stop thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that he said that when he first watched uh, the Duke Baloney episode, he thought the reveal was going to be that. Gonkold had had amnesia a bunch of times, and there are a bunch of different versions of him. <gasps> oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? That would be such a funny twist. <laughs> that would be so fucking good. That would be I such a like, funny <laughs> twist on the classic, like, um, like, uh, you know, like con man with a bunch of false identities. Except every time yeah. he has a false identity, it's just because he got amnesia and made a new life. Yeah. And he genuinely thinks it's him, and I was like, they should all be named after different sandwich meats. Um, <gasps> oh. <laughs> uh, it would be so good. It, it, that would have been, been really funny. Um, I would have really enjoyed uh, um, what Liam termed a million glomsonas. A million glomsonas. Oh. God bless you, Liam. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I feel like I feel like the start of season two is like that's like their space to do it, right? Because they're they've got like a little space at the start of the season to introduce these kind of legacy characters before kind of having to wrap up um at the end of the season and kind of like what the show would be. Mm. Because obviously when you're doing like T V stuff they tend to have to go into it with the understanding that every season is potentially their last. Yeah. So they really can't be like, these are the characters that they obviously would have wanted to introduce from the beginning, but would have had to hold off in season one in favor of like serving the storyline better. Yeah. And the structure of the season rather than just like packing in a bunch of characters that mm. they then wouldn't have been able to do anything with. <laughs> so Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, we're gonna get um our the the greatest the greatest character of all time introduced later on. Of course, yeah. I'm looking at the episode list for for season two, and there's like 
because you've got um Treasure of the Found Lamp with no, sorry, that's not no, that does that is Ferris Jin, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. who is uh yeah. an old character. They you've got John, you've got Rocket Duck, obviously. Um, oh, I love Rocket. You've got Gandra D. Um, what else have we got? Um, yeah, so like, there's just like a bunch of kind of like um. This really feels like where, like, the point where they were like, okay, we've got like a full, like, really successful first season. Now we can start doing whatever we fucking want, and they can't do anything about it. Um, Hell yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's really good. So this is so obviously the first, uh, uh, the, the Feathery being the first character that they introduce in season two, like the first new character is extremely good to me, and even more so that the next one is the three caballeros. Yeah. I do think that it's like an interesting microcosm of like the structure of like um a like limited uh, like a, a like a known season run in that mm-hmm. like you have like the first season which is the setup in which you're limited by what you have to set up and like not being able to introduce too many things because it would like negatively like adversely affect the story of the first season and then you have your middle seasons where you can go fucking hog wild mm. and then you have your last season where you have to actually bring everything together and wrap it yeah. up um, so, so the fact that that's just contained within three seasons is very funny to me yeah um, and it's probably why I, I uh, my favourite is season two um, yeah it they, it feels uh, like a, like much less constrained um, and much more like uh, not so much like not really experimental is not quite the word but um, they're just kind of having some fun, like, like because I think they're, they have they're so in their stride. Like, yeah, they're, they they've they've hit their stride, um, uh, and they're really making the most of the, that complete like free license to use any Disney character ever. Funniest, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, uh, except for Mickey Mouse. Except um, for Mickey Mouse, you can't use Mickey Mouse. He is um, untouchable. Um, unless you make him unless you make him into a watermelon and then brutally murder him. <laughs> that's that's always the that's always the caveat. It's in, it's in all the legal documentation. The wa- watermelon exception applies. Um, <laughs> watermelon watermelon death exception. <laughs> so our actual episode is episode four, the town where town where everyone was nice. Yeah. Um, so Scrooge, Donald, and the kids are visiting a little Brazilian village to attend the Feast of the Flower, which is a mm-hmm. festival which celebrates the annual bloom of the Drosera Occidentum, which forms the town's centerpiece. Uh, this is very much like a holiday they're on rather than an adventure. Um, yes. And the festival is just a backdrop for Donald to reunite with his old college pals, which he's very excited about. Yeah. Um, so I really like the environmental design here. It's like... yeah. This is this a very really, classic really, little yeah. Brazilian village um, with, like, you know, the brightly painted, like, stone architecture mm-hmm. and the, the fact that it's all kind of interwoven with, like, these gigantic plant tendrils. Yes. Um, that it, they're, it, like, it's all kind of linked together by that. It's very cool. This is, um, a, this is a really, like, um, visually, this is a really nice looking episode. Yeah. Um, and the whole, like, the, like, little village um and the architecture of the village and then the fact that it's in the middle of the jungle and like the jungle backdrop specifically is kind of illustrated in the three caballeros style 
Mm. And then it's really vivid and it's like kind of inverted. Um, which is like makes it stand out from like it's very different from like other backdrop illustrations that we've seen. Yeah. And it really does just make like all of the scenes very visually reminiscent of the scenes from Three Caballeros. Um which is very cool. Mm. Um and also so Webby mentions uh Drusera Occidentum. So Drusera is a species of carnivorous plant. Mm-hmm. Um and Ossidentum just seemingly refers to Ossident, meaning Western. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's just a Western carnivore. Mm. Um, and Webby is really excited about the festival because she's never heard of it before and she doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, um, she, she loves to learn about, about uh, new cultural traditions and new experiences and new carnivorous plants, which she, which she, she of all people, should really like be able to identify based on sorry uh, <laughs> Webby, you should have thought about this at all <laughs> Webby, you probably should have seen the twist coming not uh, yeah. not gonna lie yeah. and also like I- Webby and huey both should have seen this twist coming they should have both realized that this is a kind of rose plant or at least yeah. it, or at least like uh in the family of like kind of rose plants and thought huh this is weird hmm. anyway hmm. but there's no real mind yeah, pain re- to that <laughs> yeah kind of kind of kind of dropped the ball on that one uh, kids, but uh, but that, yeah, I just really like. But what I really like about Webby is that like the fact that she's like very firmly characterized as like because she's grown up in total isolation. She's got like this fascination with how people live and interact with each other. Mm. Um, she's always interested in like the people part of other cultures and like what they believe in and how they behave and what they eat and like she's always interested in like how people live um which is like very sad yeah. <laughs> because like it really does show how like very detached from it all that she is that she's not really part of like a community like that she kind of envies yeah. um kind of envies like the almost like family like aspect of like close knit communities mm. um the fact that she's like lived so isolated up to now, um, but it means that she's got like this like very strong interest in like you know how people live and what their traditions are and what their customs are. Yeah, um, and she's really excited about this because she's never heard of this before, and she couldn't find any information about it. Um, so she's really excited to find out about it. Um, mm. She likes doing her, her 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 first hand research. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they bring up the kind of like they bring up this thing that like, oh, we're here to meet you know Donald's old friends, and Huey's like, why haven't we heard of these people before? <laughs> this is the, like a such <laughs> funny joke. I'm so obsessed with Huey discovering one family secret and being like, okay. Everything is a dark family secret now. That's literally Every- just his like his recalibration after the Della thing is everybody has a dark family secret they are hiding at all times. He's like he's like he's like, oh god, we haven't heard of this person who's really important to you. Did they die on the moon? Oh no. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like dark it's such family a secret. It's such it's such like a really like this is like a funny moment. It's really cute. Yeah, and then Donald's like, my dark family secret is that I was the one 
of the three caballeros and everybody's like oh wow the three caballeros what i really like about this is that louis goes the three cabababa (laughs) (laughs) and jimmy goes i don't know what that is (laughs) they're all doing the like very very supportive like oh that's great honey yeah sure Uh uh-huh like nodding and smiling yeah Um, so in this universe it's literally just a college band so it's absolutely insane that don would expect them to know (laughs) who they are like there's there's other continuities where like they are like you know adventurers and they're like involved in like magic and 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 whatnot but they were literally just like a college band they were never like they were also never like famous or anything so it's insane that he's saying this like it's something that they should recognize also he's never (laughs) talked about it he's never talked about it before so (laughs) the expectation that his children know this obscure part of his history um very funny donald very funny yeah so like in the legend of the three caballeros which was the 2018 spin-off which was released about five months before this episode was um the caballeros meet due to some confusion around the will of clinton Cooch, who was um donald's ancestor on the duck side of the family rather than the mcduck side mm-hmm. um it's like an entirely separate universe to justice 2017 because don lives in a house um <laughs> He doesn't have he doesn't have custody of the boys. Um, he's dating Daisy, and he's like an uncle figure to her nieces instead. April, May, and June. Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets the other caballeros for the first time, like as an adult, as a result of this will confusion. Um, and they like go on missions with a goddess to save the world from evil magic, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay. You know what? It's okay. It's okay. The official the official stance on the three caballeros. It's okay. The legend of the three caballeros. Sorry, the legend okay. of the three caballeros. It's okay. That's 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 the official tagline. Um, it's okay. okay. Yeah. I, I have I like... haven't watched I haven't watched Legend of the Three Caballeros. I just want to make that clear. This is going entirely off of your opinion, and I will take whatever you say as truth. So um. Well, the animation is very stiff. It's like yeah, we are animating with symbols. It's not very uh, like yeah. I've seen like a couple of clips, and it's like oh, I see you. Are yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. I don't. I I like the I like the um I like the art style, but it's not it's not animated. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where it looks much better in stills than in motion. Yeah. Um. And they've got different uh. They've got different voice actors for. Mm-hmm. I think Jaime Camille is one of them. Yeah, Jaime Camille is one of them. I know he is. Um, and I, don't uh, know who I just don't. Uh, give me two seconds. But um, <laughs> as well as that, like the story is like, eh, you mm-hmm. know, there's not, there's not really like, sorry, it's like the writing of it, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, it's fine. Jaime Camilo is Panchito. Um, um, and Eric Bauza, who is in a lot of Doctor's episodes, is I say. Um, yes. But uh, <laughs> what I do like about it is that, this, like, specifically, like, Jose and Panchito's characterization is very funny. And I do mm-hmm. really like that. Um, and I especially like the fact that seemingly at any point, Panchito will just smile and say, I'm Panchito. 
which which I very much like. Um, but yeah. So it's okay. It's you know, it's a cartoon. Um, so Donald is kind of like reminiscing about his old life with the Caballeros in this college band. Um, and he's kind of like longing for that old life. He's like, we were so awesome. <laughs> um, and then he's like very fully, fully in dad mode. He's got a he's got a fanny pack that's a party fell on it. And he's like putting okay. sunscreen on. Okay, hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. I need to bring this. I need to bring this to a pause. Oh, are you gonna get mad about the fact they're acknowledging that they're birds? No, no. <laughs> this is not. This is not a, a no. I don't get mad about them. <sighs> don't. <laughs> What I was going to say is, I'm surprised that you said fanny pack. As opposed to bum bag? Yes. Do you not say- I thought- We don't say bum bag. Why not? Because it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like saying fanny pack either because that's very American, but Mm -hmm. we don't have- we literally don't have a word. Well, hmm. we don't have an we don't have an equivalent. You get to cho- we call it. What else are you gonna fucking call it? We, well, we we would never we would never call it bum bag because it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like this is uh. I mean, to me, bum bag has always been a very Australian thing, but it's actually apparently bum bag is like British English. Um, which makes sense, being that fanny is a slang term for a vagina in like. Uh, yeah, in, like England and whatnot. Is it is do you, is that is it also slang for vagina in Ireland? You would never use it. You yeah. know, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, I also don't like. It feels quite like old fashioned, I guess. Um, but it, as in, it means fanny as opposed to it meaning bum. Um, yeah, mean, like like because the the that's why that's why Americans call it a fanny pack is because to them the fanny is is your ass. Um, yeah, so that's 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 the weird thing about calling about calling it like a fanny pack over here because you wouldn't call someone's bum their fanny. Yeah, but then again, um, you would you also wouldn't call their vagina their fanny either because <laughs> I don't know if someone said that you just hit them. <laughs> um, I had I had a a, a a discussion with Pippa about this. Um, uh, about like whether you're supposed to say a bum bag or fanny bag. Apparently, her parents say bum bag, um, and they're from like they're from Britain. So, uh, um, I like I had always like it just like bum bag has always felt like a very Australian term to me. Um, but then yeah, like, I always thought it was solely Australian because it seems mm. like the kind of thing you sick freaks would do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, it's um. I was like, I was uh, really curious as to like uh, whether it is like a a bum bag or fanny pack situation in like the rest of the world, but um, uh, it's called like in some countries it's called like um the like a kangaroo like a kangaroo pouch, which I think is a lot nicer, and I think that it should be called that from now on. Um, yeah, that is quite cute. Um, uh, in Italy it's called the marsupio, like from like marsupial. Um, in in Costa Rica it's called a skippy or a kangaroo. Um, from like the from like Skippy to Kangaroo, um, which is just I just think it's I just think it would be an, a lot nicer if we called it after an animal that has a pouch rather than the area of your like 
uh, ass or pussy where you're wearing this bag. Um, I just feel like I feel like the easiest way to like f- to like stop this argument is to just not have any words relating to pussy or ass in the name of this ga- like this uh not garment this 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 accessory. Um, I am seeing um I am seeing I am seeing some places where a uh, moon moon bag. Moonbag, yeah. Moonbag and like banana bag in some places. Um Yeah. Some people call it like a waste bag. Um, which kind of like it it's it's like it neuters the uh reference to a, uh, you know, genitals and, bums. and 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 bums and whatnot. Uh, and it keeps the location which is fine. Um Yeah, moonbag seems to be used in South Africa. Ah, there you go. I think it said banana okay. bag is used in France, or like the French word for banana, I'm not sure. Um but no, I, I specifically made a note of this one because I was very excited to see what you were, to hear what you were gonna say, and I was like, because like I knew from like my my oh budgie research, smuggler, budgie smuggler. That's a that's a that's a that's speedos. What are you talking? Yeah, I about? thought it was speedos okay. too, but it apparently it can also be uh, used as a term for a bum bag. No, it can't. I'm putting I'm putting my foot down. No, it can't. That's not true. Yeah, if you ever say budgie smuggler, everybody's gonna say you're talking about your cock and a pair of speedos. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Budgie, <laughs> budgie like who where where are you sourcing this information? Can you excuse me? <laughs> who is who is trying to tell you? Who's trying to tell the internet that uh, you can call a bum bag a budgie smuggler and it'll make sense? Fuck off. I'm just online. Just um, online, just clicking around. I'm just online. <laughs> but I was really excited uh, to. I was like, I was like leaning forward a little bit, waiting for you to say either bum bag or fanny pack, um, just because I really wanted to have this stupid discussion. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he's very cool. Donald is very cool. Um. He is extremely cool. He has he has his bum bag and he takes some sunscreen out and puts it on his feet. Yeah. Um. So Scrooge, in a shocking move, which. <gasps> I know, really. I know. I know. I was also incredibly <laughs> shocked. What? Why? Why did he do this? What happened? Did he? Did he get a head wound? He tells him he's fine as is. He's a family yeah. man and a boat owner. He's way better than than those reprobates. <laughs> he's those two warbling wastrels. It's like, yeah, huh? it's so bizarre. Scrooge like complimenting Donald, seemingly like, uh, you know, like not unprompted, but like without anything in it for him. Um, Scrooge is only capable of complimenting Donald if it's to put down someone else who he hates more. <laughs> uh, Scrooge, like yeah. Scrooge, is um has less than favorable feelings towards the towards the the, the, the other caballeros because uh when they were in their college band they would um practice in Scrooge's garage a lot very loudly and um the implication is quite badly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yet, Scrooge, you have a gigantic mansion, so either they were so loud that you could hear them in every room of the house from the garage, <laughs> or you're being a piece of shit. Whatever. Or maybe he's just Are being there... a bitch. Did you think about... Maybe hey, he's being a fucking bitch. Maybe Scrooge is just a bitch. <laughs> this is shocking. We would never we would never bring this up on Drew Jim Winnie. But maybe Scrooge is a bit of a shitty old bitch. Um, so... They're just, uh, he's he's just reassuring Donald that he's probably way cooler than the Caballeros are, that they were just, like, idiots. 
um, and their lives probably suck and Donald's got like his own boat and his family and whatever and he's doing fine and then Panchito and Jose arrive in the coolest possible way <laughs> the universe actually- out to get out to, out to get Donald as always out to prove him wrong at every step of the way um it's actually I, a reverse of um, how they get introduced in Legend of the Three Caballeros. As far as uh-huh. I remember, as far as I remember from watching it a couple years back, um, as far as I remember, Jose arrives on like a Star Search bus, I think, uh-huh. um, and Panchito drops out of the sky. So <laughs> That's awesome. it's like reversed in that Panchito is like very standing very coolly in a in a doorway strumming his guitar. Um, I don't know how long he's been standing there for and how much of the conversation he might have overheard. Um, and Jose drops out of the sky and parachutes down on his on his umbrella and he plays it like a trumpet while he's while he's floating down. It's really it's it's. I really 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 like Jose and Panchito. I like them very much. Um, I these love guys the are friends. These guys are extremely our friends. Um, I just like. I really like. I just love um, uh, like Scrooge being Scrooge having a rare moment of like basic human decency and telling his nephew, "You're not a failure. You've achieved a lot." And then, and then immediately backtracking. Yeah, these two showboats just like show up. Like one of them like jumps out of a plane. The other one's just like hanging out in a doorway, and and Scrooge is like, "Oh, never mind. You suck shit. Sorry. Oops. Yeah, (laughs) I don't respect you anymore." Yeah, he backtracks in his brief moment of kindness to tell them that his friends are much more impressive than he is. Mm. Um, would you like to hear some Caballero history? Please! I was hoping you were going to talk about it. Um, this is actually something I've... I, I told you I told you about this way back before we started the podcast. Um, uh, so I, I'd, love to, I'd love to rehash it. Um, so, our story starts with Saludos Amigos. Uh, which is a not so coincidentally the first thing Pangito says upon his arrival in this episode. He yes. he kind of he says Saludos amigos. Um so it came out in nineteen forty two and it was a short animated film showing Donald Duck on a tour of South America, courtesy of his new friend Jose Carioca, uh who represents Brazil. Um in Saludos Amigos, but even more so in the follow up film Three Caballeros, which was uh, came out in nineteen forty four, um which introduced Pangito, who represents Mexico. Um, Donald is kind of this good-humoured American tourist uh, who has shown the culture of various South American countries and cities by his new friends um, and co- and is, like, enraptured and in love with it. But why were these films produced during World War II? They're well, very, in- very interesting um, uh, context for these um, strangely formatted films to be produced. Please, please yeah. share. Up to this point, Donald Duck in particular was a key character in a variety of anti-Nazi propaganda films. Now, why was Donald the star of anti-Nazi propaganda (laughs) films as opposed to Mickey Mouse? Well, Mickey as the mascot of the company, we've talked about this before, he really can't engage in certain kinds of behavior and and he would get kind of pushed out of more risky ventures. Um. Because it kind of can't be seen for Mickey to be behaving in ways that do not reflect well upon the Disney brand. Whereas Donald as a character who is concepted to be able to fulfill all of those roles that Mickey can't. So he gets to be selfish and he gets to be 
um angry and he gets to be scheming um he gets to like he's mickey's balance and that he gets to show off a lot of the traits that would would not be fitting for like the mascot of the company yeah. to do yeah he is also um a sailor he's 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 the navy character mm-hmm. um so donald became the star of the anti-nazi propaganda films um as opposed to mickey mickey's propaganda was stuff like how great was charles Lindbergh? um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so <laughs> the most famous one of these um propaganda films was i think uh to race which is the one where um donald is working in a nazi military factory screwing mm-hmm. shell screwing tops on shells but every time a picture of the fur comes by he has to pile and it gets like more and more chaotic and it's horrible and it's like um it's like making fun of like um the whole like hiling thing and also like mm-hmm. the stress of it all and whatever else and he like panics and everything goes wrong and he wakes up um and to find that he was in America the whole time and he was just having a horrible dream and he says thank god I'm a citizen of the United States of America um <laughs> so yeah um. uh so he was the star of all these anti-Nazi propaganda films but it was like, well, Disney. Um, mainland Europe is kind of occupied by Nazi Germany at the moment, <laughs> which means you can't sell any of your films in mainland Europe. That market has been closed off, off because of all the anti-Nazi propaganda that you've been producing. So you're not you're kind of blacklisted from that area. So they needed a new audience. And they thought, hey, how about the other half of the continent that we're on? <laughs> I love the idea of these like, these, like uh, Disney executives like standing around and looking like at a map of the world. And they put a red <laughs> the- X. They put a big red X over Europe. And they're like, hmm, what else? Where else? <laughs> they're like, hey, we've never paid attention to this place before. <laughs> um, so... In search of a new audience, and funded by the American State Department in a very interesting facet of the good neighbor policy. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> um, a team of animators were sent to tour South America, including Disney himself. Um, so on their kind of uh, on their tour through South America, they wrote and animated short films based on their experiences. Um, and those films became Saludos Amigos and later The Three Caballeros. Um, so it's like a weird, it's a weird part of the good neighbor policy, right? Mm. And that like, the, the kind of, according to the State Department, the intention behind it was to kind of quash anti-Nat, quash Nat's um, sympathy in South America. Um, while making themselves look good, uh, I would say to that that the U.S.'s intentions in South America are not always so great. Mm-hmm. Um, and the good neighbor policy is the 
um, justification that they used <laughs> to interfere in um, basically everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, mm. but it's a this is this is an interesting element of it because it seems because ju- it's kind of just tangentially related. Um, so, what I found interesting about the the Saludos Amigos specifically is that because a lot of for one thing the three caballeros is one of the first it is is the first feature film to combine live action actors with animated characters mm-hmm. um obviously like the most famous example of this is like who framed Roger Rabbit mm-hmm. and then Space Jam yeah but i was three i was caballeros. really i was wondering which one of those names you were going to say <laughs> i was like <laughs> Because <laughs> the thing is, I feel like both of those answers are appropriate, but I was just really, really curious as to which one was going to come out of your it's mouth. A, it's a bit of a personality litmus test whether it you think is. the uh, the most I mean, famous, yeah. the most famous live action animated uh, uh, film is Who Framed Roger Rabbit or Space Jam. <laughs> um, but uh, because there was like all of this live footage, and they used, um, they had a lot of like. Uh, very famous actresses um, and musicians uh, take part. Um, when the films were released in America, it was the first kind of real footage a lot of American civilians were seeing of South American cities as they were, mm. which is modern cities with m- people wearing modern fashion and just being normal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, uh, when they're kind of... Uh, understanding of of uh south america up to that point was like very cartoonish um uh very disrespectful yeah um, yeah so uh it as soon as amigos uh as a film has been kind of widely credited in uh being instrumental to changing public perceptions of of uh, south america um and there's a spin to a lot of the retellings of this story that kind of paint Walt Disney as like bravely standing up to the Nazis and going and like reaching out to South America and all of this stuff, which tend to kind of skimp on a couple details. <laughs> um, like how Salutus Amigos was, could only be made because it was like funded by the government. Mm. Um, they got a grant because at the time this the, the Disney animator strike was happening. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Mm. Um, and Disney could not afford to make the film on its own because, uh, in addition to overextending just before the war and just before the 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 European market was cut off, um, they also were refusing to give in to the animators. <laughs> um, but. The Three Caballeros um, is definitely worth a watch, just in terms of like it's um, the artistic element of it. In yeah, that, it's like, a really like it's a really beautiful. Uh, film. It's it's insane. It's it's gorgeous. It's very um. It's kind of like it, it uses a lot of like this kind of abstract kaleidoscopic sequences. Um, mm. A lot of it feels really... very like Fantasia. Yeah, um, and like the element of it that kind of persists into this episode as like a tribute is like the very vivid color schemes. Yes. yes. Um, and of course, uh, a lot of the poses that, uh, that Petito and Jose are drawn in into this episode are taken from, you know, these like gesture drawings from, uh, mm. from the three caballeros and from the development of these characters. 
And of course, yeah. like Jose Carioca in particular, um, became the star of his own uh, comic series, Zay. Um, Zay, Zay, yeah, Zay. he got very popular in the Brazilian comics market. He got. It's very funny when, like, um, when when uh, one, when one character just goes like sets out on their own. Yeah, um, I think specifically, it's really funny in like uh, Donald Duck comics specifically when one character gets popular it's okay it's like okay now you have a nephew and now you have a superhero persona it's just like doling out these like yeah. standard like things that every like breakout character gets it's really yeah really it's, funny. Like, it's, it's like getting their badge and gun like yeah, exactly. Like, there's a big box of nephews and superhero fa- uh, personas <laughs> that get given out yeah, um, who's like what he's like the green bat or something isn't he I, feathers the red bat um, I I think they I don't look I don't know if they're the most creative with their superhero alter egos. <laughs> let me let me look. I think I think he's the uh, the green bat. Give me let me have a look. At that. Um, uh, he has two nephews actually. He has Zico and Zeka, his two nephews. Um, he is. Um, I know he's a superhero. Oh, he's part of a soccer team. Yes, he's Green Bat. Green Bat, a Batman spoof, although he's easily recognized by his neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, like, basically this whole th- basically the, the two caviaries were concepted to um, kind of engender goodwill toward, uh, between um, South America and uh, North America. Um, by this kind of friendship between Donald representing um, America and Jose representing Brazil and Panchita representing Mexico. Hmm. Um, and up until 2018, the, their, the limit of their animated kind of appearances together were Saludos Amigos and the Three Caballeros. Yes. And then The Legend of the Three Caballeros uh, began. I'd only ran for one season. Um, it wasn't it, and it wasn't very well received, was it? No. Mm, that's um, unfortunate. I don't think it was a bad concept, and I don't think it was... Yeah, it's it, it like, it definitely, like, as a concept, it definitely has legs. And I feel like um, uh, the idea of, like, a, a Donald Duck-driven, like, adventure serial as well um, is a pretty good one. But um, I think like what you were saying about the animation, um, probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just like, like comparing... a budgetary thing, you know. Yeah, I think especially um, especially when the other the other like duck property, like Ducktales, happening at the same time, having really really nice animation, uh, yeah, made it uh, quite less uh, um, appealing. I think like in in comparison, yeah. it kind of pales in comparison. Yeah. Which is too bad because like Ducktales is particularly beautiful animation. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. So that's a that's a little bit of history on the three caballeros. Um, yeah. I always like I, I I did um I gave I gave Pippa the uh the the rundown of the three caballeros history not as not as um as in depth as that but just like the basic um kind of born out of propaganda films etc. Um. It's such a an interesting like origin for um what have what have become like really beloved characters, especially especially Jose. Jose is a lot more popular in in like uh the yeah. comics and whatnot than than Panchito. Um, but um they both have like uh 
like like appearances like at like Disneyland. Like they have like the the uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, <laughs> if any of you guys remember um, Jose, Jose's death at yeah. Epcot. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. That was so okay. Can I can I say because Kobe Kobe was tweeting about it, and I didn't say anything because. I didn't know they were animatronics. I thought they were guys in suits, oh. and I thought that the I thought that the guy in the Jose suit had like collapsed oh, from like heat oh, no. stroke or something. And I no. was like, "Why? Are, why are you guys laughing about it? This isn't funny." <laughs> oh, it's it goes like like it was because I was like, "This is fucking sick," and then they just put up like flowers. <laughs> he probably died. <laughs> he died in the. It's like it's just like Five Nights at Freddy's. He died in that suit. <laughs> I really thought that. I I, I was very confused for a moment. You really um, thought it was a Five Nights at Freddy's situation. <laughs> yeah, it had to be very gently explained to me that he was a robot. <laughs> Like explaining, like like reverse explaining the concept of death to a child. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, he's okay. He's okay. He, he just went to a. He just went to live on a farm out in the country. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, so the caviar is kind of a joyously reunite, um, with a secret handshake. Yeah, um, it's, it's a really cute. it's it's very cute. There's a lot of like jumping around and like like leaning up on each other and like flipping and whatnot. It's really really cute. Um, yeah, it really just it like it's very it's very uh it's very good to show that they have like this like they're they're in sync, you know. Yeah, um, the yeah. ca- the caviars have this really fun dynamic where like they're in sync up until the moment they're not in sync, and then <laughs> they, they they all fall apart and trip over each other, and that's yeah. part of it as well. Yeah. Um, what I do love about this is that Huey gets inc- Huey gets so excited about a secret handshake. He's like, "That's the coolest thing ever!" And he holds his hand up to Louis, who does like the oldest sibling move in the book, which is lick his hand. Honestly, Huey, this one's kind of on you. What were you thinking, giving your like open palm to your little brother? Like, really now? That, Think about yeah, it. yeah. No, Think no. Nobody in the history of the world has ever presented their open palm to a sibling and not gotten it licked. That's <laughs> just how it works. It's like putting it's like put it's like putting your hand over your brother's mouth. You're gonna get your hand licked. You are going There's- to get your hand licked. Exactly. <laughs> it's like the like the only situation um in like like the, I think the problem is Huey wouldn't do that, so Huey has like some basic level of faith that his brothers wouldn't do that. But mm-hmm. I'm sorry, no. Huey, no, 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 Huey would not lick somebody else's hand, so he thinks that same that same courtesy extends to everybody else. But no, no. yeah. And then he has then he has this spitty hand that like Louis yeah. just licked, and Panchito comes along and shakes it. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that it's like a really it's a re- it's a another holdover from the three caballeros. Panchito Panchito's very vigorous handshakes. Yeah, he, 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 he like shakes. He, like, Shakes him like, up and down, and then yeah. when he lets him go. He like bounces up and down on it, afterwards. It's so cute. <laughs> oh, I love them. I love like all of the interactions that, that the caviars have with the kids. Just so cute. Um, 
They do, they, do the, they do the classic, oh, last time I saw you, you were this big. But <laughs> yeah, it's just you were just little eggs. <laughs> yeah, like they, they do the like, oh, surely you remember like, like Jose and Panchito. And it's like, no, they hadn't been born. <laughs> <laughs> they were eggs. They were eggs. They weren't they were- alive. They were just um, little eggs. Um, and they start kind of making fun of Donald. And it's like kind of sad at the same time because it's like it they they uh would have met the they would have like met the kids as eggs and like hung out with Donald back before he was their sole guardian yeah, and was like yeah. obsessed with their safety when he was a lot more lax about like being an uncle. So like yeah. they like <laughs> they were they were reminisce about how Donald insisted that he could juggle the eggs and then dropped one and then there's this <laughs> fucking insane gag of Louie and Huey both turning to Dewey who blinks out of sync and they <laughs> nod at each other uh, it's such a um, like it's, it's like a it's a very funny gag but like you said it's also really sad like thinking about how like because like, even um even thinking about in the flashback in Last Crash of the Sun Chaser where, like, even back then, Donald seemed, like, you know, kind of, like, the more responsible one with the kids. Like, he was the one, like, um, like, he would, like, argue with, like, he was arguing with Della, telling her not to go and all that. Um, but, like, uh, just, like, the idea of this, like, much more carefree uh, Donald who is, like, hanging out with his friends. And then the, the fact that the last time that he saw Panchito and Jose was back before he became a full-time single father. Um, yeah, that's, like, they're part of his life that he just had to just... To, like yeah um completely give up uh yeah in to, to raise the kids it's it's very sad um yeah so scrooge scrooge asks who is who's funding the bill um for this whole trip which <laughs> prompts jose and pen i know <laughs> which prompts jose and panchito to explain how incredible and successful they both are jose is a global travel consultant and tastemaker he's and an Panchito's influencer bo- he's, he's an, an influencer insta- he's an influencer he's, a- he's literally an instagram influencer <laughs> and Petito is the beloved musician in constant demand. Um, mm. <laughs> I love. Okay, okay. We need, we need, we need to talk. We, we need to talk about the censorship. Story. We need to talk about the censorship. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I do have a big note on this. So, yes. um, certain elements of the Caballero's design did not age well. <laughs> In terms of kid-friendly media. No. So, you know, Panchito Pistoles, he's kind of supposed to have two pistols that he has in his holsters. Um, He can't have guns, particularly on DuckTales, Frank's story against showing guns. So instead he has two, he has two mobile has phones two in mobile his holsters. Phones. Like, they're still, they're, still like, they're still like holsters and everything. Like, it's still like... They're oh, still gun-shaped holsters. They are, they, yeah, they are still gun-shaped. It's like, oh, you were meant to have weapons in these, but he just has two identical mobile phones, and he I does know. the whole like he does the whole like spin it and throw it up in the air and like catch it on his hip and everything. It's really yeah. funny. And Jose is always supposed to be smoking a fat one, but he can't. Oh, I am miserable that Jose lost his fat fucking cigar. No it homo, like, we smoking penises. No homo, we smoking penises. Um. Um. Uh, Jose has been puffing on his weed cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a bunt, not a weed cigarette. <laughs> it was a very interesting confluence of two separate jokes there. Um, <laughs> um, two jokes but- in one. Don't mind if I do the cigarette. <laughs> oh, three for three. <laughs> uh, this, 
See, the thing is, there's just a lot of really good and funny, like, cigarette humor out there. Um, I'm like, the cigarette company. Um, I wish, like, if there's, like, you know, people always make all these jokes. It's like, oh, let this character say fuck or, like, you know like the one joke that should have gotten past the senses the one thing that should have gotten past the senses is jose's fat cigar like is jose smoking a fat one jose's smoking a fat one it's like it is such a like delightful part of his design um like i i love i love jose's design it is one of my favorite like character designs in general um the way that it is translated into the ducktales 2017 style does make it lose a little bit of its charm for me personally yeah um because yeah. a lot of a lot of a lot of like the appeal of jose's design he's like one of these very round shapes and he's very like uh d- d- like very like smooth there's like a lot of curves um yeah and the nature I've of the ducktails like length mm, yeah it's 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 like the ducktails style is nice like it's good to look at it's not like an ugly style by any means but, but it's, it's just not gestural yeah, it's 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 not very it's not very gestural in the way that um that lends itself well to these like very um th- these very loose uh, character yeah. designs. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like you know, these are very old character designs that are being repurposed here. Mm. And the thing about Jose is that like when you look at him in his like specifically in his classic pose, he's all these like long smooth lines um that like curve off and into hooks. Yes. Um, and that really like emphasizes this personality that he has which is like very smooth he's a smooth talker he's very charming mm. he's very friendly and he kind of hooks you know he's mischievous um that you know that's the hook uh so it, like you see it in his like umbrella and in his beak um and he's like he's very and even in his overall shape like it's it's all very, very reminiscent of the same basic kind of shape language, which is the curve and the hook. And he's like, mm. got these very gentle shapes. And then when you look at Panchito, obviously Panchito is like a rooster. And it's like, he's very energetic and loud and friendly. And he's honest, got triangles. You know? He's He has got triangles, but more like his silhouette is that like, you know, they use the um, the, ta- the tail to, to be like, um, almost like, in comics when you have like the 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 fucking you know what i mean the yeah the the symbols to like be like bang you know yes yes um he's he's a he's a, a panchito's entire um character design is like an exclamation mark um so he do, like he's and his silhouette is very broken up it's very interrupted because he's got the crop jacket he's got like the big belt he's got the holsters um He's got like you know his hair and his tail make the same kind of uh, exclamation exclamation mark kind of um, uh, attention grabbing shapes. Mm-hmm. So while his so his silhouette is really jerky and it's really it really breaks up the eye. It's saying you know this is who he is. He's very he, he's he's very um he's very active. He's very loud. He's he's very um dynamic. Mm. Um, whereas whereas Jose is very smooth, the 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 eye runs over all of his all of his lines. Um, so I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's the shape so much as the silhouettes and the um the lines. Um, the kind of they're very gesture they're very gestural because like it's really the gestures that are used as well in the hand drawn animation that Slow Dos Amigos and and the Three Caballeros. Would, 
caviaros were made with. Um, and it's all about the movement because they were animated to move. They were animated to dance and to um, mm. and to have these very specific kinds of movement. Um, so it's it's really it's really interesting when you look at specifically how um, these when you look back on these two characters you can really see how they were designed with intent to get across yeah. a very particular personality because a lot of Disney a lot of like legacy Disney characters have had their personality built on them after the fact so when you put Jose and Car- Jose and Panchito next to Donald their character designs can look a little bit um a little a little bit out of place because Donald was not created with that same singular intent he's a character who's developed over time and has kind of fit a bunch of different roles depending on what's needed of him mm-hmm. his his kind of self and his and and his personality is not so is not so singularly contained within his design um, whereas Jose and Panchito were created with their personalities very much in mind because they were representing a type of person. Yeah. Yeah. God, I, I love it when you talk about like uh, character design. <laughs> it, makes me, it makes me feel like smart by association. Like, he's like nodding and going like, yeah, yeah, you're so right. <laughs> oh, I love character design. This is, a, a, again, something that... Uh, it's something that kind of precipitated the podcast is that I just love yeah. I, I love talking about stuff like this. Um, although mm. it's really difficult to talk about without visual aids. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we need we need like a we need we need to do like a like an online seminar where you can like yeah. point at pictures. Like fuck the dear dear Woody Patreon. I uh, I'm gonna have to buy the bullet and make my own. I think. <laughs> I really think you should like genuinely. Um. Aww. That'd be nice. Um, I would donate. I would donate to your Patreon. I'm so allergic to taking money. <laughs> <laughs> I will donate oh, to your Patreon. There's nothing you can do about it. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna make a Patreon for me. Donate to it. <laughs> I'm gonna show up at your house and forcibly give you five dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, Back to back to back to the episode. Um, back to the actual thing we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. So so R.I.P. Um, poor went out for for Jose's fat one and Pe- Pentito's guns. Um, <laughs> the gun show was over. Pack them up. Go home. Um, they've we've we've lost them. They have to, they they they, they have they have been censored. Um, yeah. Like I can I can I can let go of the guns. It's fine. I understand not wanting to show like you know weapons in a kids show. I understand. But his weed cigarette. But his weed cigarette. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no. I, I can't. I can't do. It. I can't keep doing it. No. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna puke if you keep going. No. Going. <laughs> no. <laughs> anyway. That's a, anyway. uh, that's a see if see if any of our um our our, our fans catch what the fuck that was referencing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so what I really like about this as well is that Dewey's first uh line of action is to run up and ask for embarrassing stories about Donald because his his focus is on the family. Yeah. He wants to know more about his uncle. 
Um, yeah. And then there's this very cute bit where Jose kind of crouches down to talk to yeah, him. And he's it's so like, cute. He kneels <laughs> down and like puts a hand on his shoulder. It's so cute. I love... Oh, like, you are talking to do a small child. Uh, <laughs> um... And he explains that Donald was the cool one because he went on these constant adventures um, and had been all over the world, which is fair enough. Like, from from a normal person perspective, Donald is pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. The man in question is currently trapped in his fanny pack. <laughs> he's like, I really like this. Like, he's kind of, like, trapped and he's got his arms stuck in it. So he, like, kind of shimmies around and tries to get his, like, foot up and he, like, accidentally kicks himself in the face. And he, like, looks over at everyone and, like, grins awkwardly. Is that how you saw that? Um, so upon realizing that, um... Jose and Panchito are so successful. They're like, so what have you been doing, Donald? Are you a super secret agent? Are you like a globetrotting DJ? What what's going on? Some some insane combination of the two. Um, I re- I really like the Don- two options that they come up with. <laughs> yeah. Donald promptly has a panic attack. Yeah. I also he has to I go- also wrote Donald has a pa- he literally just has a panic attack. He's literally, he literally having has a panic, panic attack, attack about it. And he's Huey has, to, like, Huey in an has alley. to tell him how to breathe. Huey, um, Huey walking him through a panic attack just makes me smile. <laughs> Huey, Huey's been there. Um, it's really cute. He realizes that he's 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 a failure compared to his friends. Um, and his son points out that he's very successful, having raised three boys and being rich in love. Isn't that the true <laughs> measure of success? And, and Scro- Scrooge and Donald, Donald both yell, no! <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with, um, like... First of all, Huey is, like, literally right, not just because of, like, you know, like, family is, like, you know, like, family is all you need, but also in the sense of, like, it is a fucking achievement to have kept these children alive, especially Dewey, who seems to have a death wish. Um, Oh, he absolutely has a death wish. Like, he's, like, like, he's worked harder than anyone else on the planet to do this. He has. He has, because Donald has, you know, his comic bad luck or whatever, and he has, he has, he has all of his issues that are preventing him from just like being a normal guy he went through some like insane trauma lost his sister suddenly became a single father has been working like non-stop for the past 10 years to provide for children keep them alive i feel i just i feel like specifically keeping them alive is a, like a really important achievement to note here like i really yeah. want to put the focus on the fact that dewey has not cracked his skull open um none of them have drowned you know it's like they're fine um, and I feel like also like uh, he did all this by himself while his fucking bum uncle abandoned him. Like I know, I know. And now Scrooge, and now Scrooge is like, "Yeah, you're probably pretty cool for having done that." And then he's like, "Wait, no, you're not." Um, <laughs> Literally, so it's really <laughs> Scrooge having his moment of humanity, and then like coming back to himself and being like, "Oh my god, what what just happened? Was I just nice to Donald? <laughs> oh no." <laughs> I've got a fever. Um, <laughs> I, uh, so Donald said, Donald said oh, I've done nothing with my life. I'm a failure. And Scrooge says, aw, that never bothered you before. Scrooge <laughs> is such a bitch. Scrooge is such a bitch. Scrooge had like one moment of being nice to his family. And then he's like, okay, for the rest of the episode, I have to be an insufferable old cunt. I see. Scrooge is an, Scrooge is an antagonist for this episode. He literally is. <laughs> Like he is the most pre- like, he is the most present antagonist until like the like the like actual like evil thing happens at the end like <laughs> yeah um so 
Dewey, uh, so Donald is like panicking and he asks Huey for help. Um, and Huey decides that you could pass off lying as improv for the purposes of a merit badge. <laughs> this is like, I think, I think one of the most like shameless, um, uh, Huey, like, uh, how do we get Huey motivated to do something? <laughs> merit badge. Merit badge. <laughs> I really like this. I, I, oh, Huey, Huey rationalizing lying by being like, like improv you can just you know play the part of a successful guy it's not really lying is it it was a bit your honor it was a your bit your honor i did it for a bit <laughs> your honor your, it was just your, a bit your honor have you ever heard of yes and <laughs> oh your honor you're really no budding me right now um <laughs> So Scrooge is against the whole lying thing. He's like, just admit to being a failure and get over it. Um, and then Huey points out that if Jose finds out that they're lying, he'll probably get mad and make them pay for it. Uh, at which point Scrooge is completely on board. He grabs Donald, slams him up against the wall and says, Donald, we have to lie to your friends. It's so like, it's like, he like grabs him like by the collar or like slams him and then drops him also on the ground. <laughs> Like, so evil. Uh, he's evil. And he's then Huey comes. And then Huey comes over and he gives Donald a little hug. I love this little hug. I love it. It's so cute. He gives him like a little hug around the neck. It's so yeah. cute. Oh, Huey's so cute. It's, this episode. Huey's um, so so incredibly cute. This episode. He has a really look like a lot of like really cute, just like little like gestural moments like that. Um, yeah. So they return to the Caballeros. Um, one of my favorite scenes in which Donald promptly tells them he's a billionaire and he owns McDuck Enterprises. Um, <laughs> and Huey explains that Scrooge is retiring and Donald says, yeah, because he's so old. <laughs> and Scrooge, furious, uses the opportunity to attack Donald under the very useful guise of dementia. <laughs> For once, um, it's like Scrooge is like for once, dementia of- wins. <laughs> Finally, a win for dementia. Oh no! <laughs> um, like- <laughs> oh no! Oh no! No 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 <laughs> I have to say, uh, Donald, not your best moment. Um, I I really I really love the the visual comedy of this scene of mm. Donald Donald Donald's lying face. He's like he's like cheeks puffed out and his eyes are really wide and he's like, mm-hmm, yep, <laughs> yep. Um, and the Huey just have a yes and moment. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Huey, for his to like to his credit, he is actually uh, seemingly engaging in this as though it was improv theater. So he probably is fulfilling the requirements of the merit badge. Um, yeah, he's doing, he's doing improv. Oh, I thought you were gonna sneeze. A, that was disappointing. No. Aww. Um, <laughs> so meanwhile, Webby is learning about the piece of the flower. Um, she finds out that the flower bloomed after a bloodbath. Probably doesn't mean yep. anything. Yeah, that's um, fine. There was a massacre. That's fine. Whatever. That's just, that's she's just a little, flavor. She is a little bit peeved that Dewey is using all of this as a photo opportunity for his Insta. Um, so this is like the subplot with Webby trying yeah. to get Dewey to appreciate the experience without the lens of Instagram likes. It's yes. a bit stilted in the way that social media it's, put lines often are. You know, it's like, yeah. oh my god, internet. It, 
Ah, it's a strange, likes. It's a really, it's, it's just a really strange kind of B-plot to have going on when, like, this isn't really a tendency that Dewey has shown before. Um, yeah. And then like, he never does it again. Yeah, it really is, like, a, a rare example in DuckTales of uh, a character flaw being invented for the for the duration yeah. of one episode. Um it does fit that, with their characters. Yeah, I mean, the thing, the thing, like, it's not, it's not out of character for Dewey. For like, yeah. we do know that Dewey does have like social media, which yeah. he is like excited about. That he's on, yeah. that he's he's got his game show and stuff. But he has never before. Like, I suppose the the different context is that they're on holiday, um, yeah, rather than an adventure. True. That is true. But, yeah. Um, it still does not show up again. Um, yeah, and- it's and like that's the, and also the resolution of it as a plot doesn't really like say anything in the way that these kinds of things usually do. Um, yeah, like, it's not really moralizing in that sense. It's yeah, not like, it, it wow, like Webby, got- I was so blinded by my phone, I didn't, I almost got eaten by a flower. I'll never use my phone again and throws it out the window. He doesn't do that. Um, yeah, instead, he just a- goes, oh well. <laughs> He's like, oh well, um, that sucked. It's it's really strange because it's the kind of B plot that it feels like I don't know, it almost feels like it was like kind of abandoned halfway. Um yeah. there's um there's there's like a moment later on, which I'll I'll talk about when we get to, that feels like it was part of this B plot and part of a like a, a stronger resolution for it, but it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just weird. Um like the the humor is a little bit classic, you know. It's it's because you be on that phone and whatnot. Um, bit of those, yeah. a bit of that boomer comics humor, um, which is like, whatever. It's tolerable. It's not over the top, and it is like. Well, here's as, the question. Like, yeah. Why doesn't Dewey just Pokemon go to the polls? <laughs> He's ten. He can't vote. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, that's very that's. Very much where where we're at. Um, Dewey is on his phone while his infant son drinks kerosene behind him. Um, <laughs> I must finish this episode. Water, <laughs> water. Uh, it's so um, it's it's. I think the the like. I don't hate this subplot. It's just kind of a little bit strange and feels a little bit out of place. The jokes that like end up happening aren't terrible. Um, and like you were yeah. saying, it isn't te- it isn't out of character. It isn't like you know, uh, like like the like Dewey and Louie and Webby, the ones who are engaging in this subplot. They're all in character. It just feels like this was like uh, I don't know. It just feels a little bit tacked on. Um, yeah, and it's like it's very exaggerated. Like yes, their react their like engagement with like social media is like obviously for the purposes of the subplot exaggerated to the point where mm. like it's very strange given that it's not anything we've ever seen before yeah um, yeah you know it's interesting um mm. what i and, do really yeah. like is the stills mm-hmm. that we get of Dewey's terrible instagram <laughs> i'm so glad i also love this stop the death <laughs> stop the death that kind of already like, they're like this if you cry every time. One like equals uh, one cry. Um, I really, I really like the caption that says it's a really hot day, and that was my last Capri Swan. First, because <laughs> I really like it when they make uh, 
bad jokes out of things that exist. And also just because it's just, just a really funny caption. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, like, he, I'm pretty sure he's he like, put hashtag selflessness at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, he's got hashtag selflessness. He's like, he's like got his hand on his heart and he's like pouring one out for carnivora um and it's like it's really and like webby's and all of these photos looking like extremely exasperated the hashtags are really good he's got like hashtag selflessness hashtag sad hashtag deep hashtag gardening and on all of them he has hashtag dewey (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and what i really do like about all of them is zero likes on every single one oh yeah Um, he has no followers and that and that his instagram account is called dewey unite official um because he's still building that brand (laughs) He's getting oh. ahead of the curve so he doesn't have to buy the username from a fan later on. See, it's forward yeah. thinking. Um so while I, I do like I do like that it's a vehicle of those kind of jokes. Um the subplot the subplot falls a bit flat in general. Um it's very, very hard to get a uh social media uh subplot to uh, to land, to stick the landing. Mm. Um because as at best it usually comes off like Wow, this is a network executive being like, um, can you do an episode about uh how kids be on their phones? Mm. Um you know? Yeah. So. It's one of it's it's one of those things where it's like, um uh it made me like it's just because I watched it recently, it made me think of the Mitchells versus the machines and yeah. the way the way that it like because uh, like most of the time when this kind of message is tackled, it's done in a very kind of one sided way where it's like put down the phone or then you go the other way and it's like no phones are good actually um yeah. and it is it is the kind of like message that I, I don't think, know her yeah <laughs> um it is the kind of like message that would be very hard to uh get properly into in a b plot in a 22 minute cartoon yeah. Um, but then instead so, they don't do any message at all. Yeah, that's the, that's what I feel like. They, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they yeah, were kind of dodging. Like, well, we don't want to come. Yeah, like they don't want to come out of it. Like either co- saying phones bad or phones good. Actually, so they were just like, let's say nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really funny. It's like it. <sighs> It's just bizarre. It's a really <laughs> funny addition to the episode. I think like the, the more I think about it, like like uh, as like like metatextually, the funnier it gets. Like <laughs> yeah, like structurally, <laughs> it makes no sense. It's really yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, it, I, like it, it got a lot funnier to me when I thought about how it has no relevance. This is a character trait that came out of nowhere and goes back to the ether, and there is also no resolution to this like moralizing plot. Like I know it, there's no moral to the moralizing plot. Yeah. It just is. Um, sometimes things Cause, just because it's like it's like it's like yeah, Dewey got eat like you know Dewey got got because like but it wasn't because he was on his phone. Like Webby also got got. She wasn't on her phone. Maybe the like what's the what's the answer here? His friends. You can get got regardless of whether you be on them phone. <laughs> um. So like, I guess I guess the kind of I guess the kind of overarching theme is that like the 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 desire for like fame and acclaim. Um, yeah, it's yeah. This very like much superficial. Like, this kind of like superficial thing. Yeah, but again, wanting, wanting it doesn't be, like yeah. And I suppose I suppose a funny element of it is that like neither of these groups are actually being famous is actually an op- option for them because they're both terrible. <laughs> Dewey's Instagram has no followers and nobody likes the Caballeros, but, <laughs> but they're still kind of enraptured by by the by the potential of fame. Um, but yeah, there's not really there's not really anything much deeper to it than that. Um, mm. So. Uh, 
<laughs> we go back to the Caballeros, um, where Jose and Panchito are trying to coach their college boyfriend back into the molecule. In- yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. I also had a no- I had a bullet point that just says, "Donald, will you will you come back to the polycule?" <laughs> They literally, the fact that they're like sitting there and and Jose does the incredibly flirty, oh, you have to try it, and puts his hand on Donald's. Oh my it's god. Fucking insane. All insane. the waitresses watching. Donald is a magnet for polyamorous people. Um, <laughs> Three snorkelies like- and others. <laughs> and Scrooge is sitting right next to him. Yeah, I know. So, like, the funniest fucking conversation to be having with your, like, uh, ex-boyfriend who you separated with on, like, good terms to be like, hey, do you want to join the relationship again? While, like, his his uncle who you think is, like, dying and has dementia is, like, sitting right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> and his son. <laughs> Um, and his son, of which he has three. Yeah, um, one son. One of his sons. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Uh, so, uh, desperately trying to appear worldly, and not a grown man who orders off the kids' menu. I can relate. Um, mm-hmm. Donald fumbles, and since I, I don't know what this dish is. Is it like... I also don't know. It's. I assume. I assume it's hot cheese. Yeah, it's it a looks bowl like some, of melted cheese. It looks like some kind of like some kind of dip. It, yeah, I think probably some kind of like uh, queso dip. I would imagine. Um, yeah, uh, he sends a spoonful of it directly into the server's face. Server's face. She is unfazed. It is my favorite um, silent comedy moment of uh, <laughs> of the of the episode, which is the fucking visual of everybody watching Harshdruck as like it slides very slowly off this woman's face. <laughs> She's still smiling. Her eyes are wide open. Everybody's like horrified. Scrooge just hides behind his menu rather than deal with it. She just pretends he didn't see it. <laughs> uh, I oh. okay. I want to. I want to take a sidebar here. Um, yeah. Donald tries to order the kids mac and cheese. Yeah. Do you think it's normal to put vinegar in mac and cheese? No. Okay. I feel like an insane person. I really do. I was. I. 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 This is also an open question to all listeners. Um. Yeah. You, like, if you're listening to this, please, like, please contact. Please contact us. Please, like, you know. T- t- I talked to us on Twitter. Tell us whether it's a normal thing to put vinegar in your mac and cheese. Because I was like, I I recently bought some just like box mac and cheese just at Aldi because I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, why not? Um, it was like mediocre. It was about as good as like you know like the like standard like box microwave mac and cheese can be. Um, and I was like, I was talking, I was talking to Pippa. I was trying to come up with ways to make it slightly better, and I was like, oh, I'll probably like. You know, cook up like some bacon and stir that in, just you know, for like like some extra flavor. She's like, yeah, you know, you could put like like vinegar in it, and I laughed. And she was like, why did you laugh? And I was like, putting vinegar in mac and cheese. And she was like, no, that's a real thing that people do. And I was like, no, it's not. You're lying to me. You're telling me a lie. And then she tried to convince me that it's like a really normal thing to do in like the UK. And so I, I asked, and Logan. Who is, who is British said no that's not normal that's insane yeah. <laughs> um all of our friends said that's insane nobody ever like nobody does that that's not a normal thing to put in mac and cheese and then even on like googling I found like a bunch of people asking like on Quora like should I put vinegar in my mac and cheese and then all the people replying to it were like professional chefs being like what the fuck 
no. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so this was like so Pippa just was, made this up. Okay, but the thing is, she didn't because there are people out there asking specifically if they should put vinegar on mac and cheese. And there's like a- you can't use that as a you can't use that as an indicator. People will do insane shit. Um, no, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's corn, a normal thing corn, to do. Corn sakes slithered my my asshole. Sorry, okay? corn sakes slithered my my asshole. You cannot use <laughs> Cora or Yahoo Answers or anything <laughs> or to figure out what the litmus of normal people wanting to do things is. I I'm not saying it's a normal thing for people to want to do. I'm just saying that there are people out there who have independently had this thought of like Pippa's family. So like, you can say that. You can say that about anything, though. Well, I will say that like, um, putting vinegar in mac and cheese would never be something I would do, but mostly because, as well as it being like a crime against nature, um, also because um, one time I'm gonna put my mother on a blast. <laughs> Uh, one uh-huh. time, my mother, uh, it was like me and my uh, my aunt, my cousin, and my mother were all having dinner. My mom was making dinner, and she was making um, uh, sweet and sour popcorn chicken on rice. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, lovely meal. She 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 makes it quite a lot, um, and it's fantastic. Uh, my mother is an incredible cook. Um, please do not let this story um, <laughs> uh, uh, tarnish tarn- tarnish your notion of my mother as an incredible cook because she oh is, no- nothing um, nothing could tarnish my image of your mother. Well, as she was making um, sweet and sour sauce, she forgot to put everything in it except vinegar. Um, <laughs> so she left out literally literally every element of the sweet and sour sauce except for vinegar, and it was just like pure vinegar, <laughs> and it made us all really sick because it was just so much vinegar. <laughs> But like, what was really good about it was that we were like sitting around the table eating it, and my aunt, who was very polite, was like, "Wow, Liz, this is amazing." And my cousin went, "This tastes terrible. Did you put? Did you? Is this like really vinegary to anyone else?" And mom was like, "Oh my god, I fucked it up." And she was like, "To my aunt, you're such a liar." <laughs> Oh, uh, I love that. It was like, it's. <laughs> have you seen that fucking video of um of like this little girl like eating her mom's like spaghetti or something and pretending to like it, and she's like gagging and like trying not to throw up. And I have like, not, but that's basically what it was like. It's so funny. She's like taking a like she's like eating some of the spaghetti, and the mom's like, "Is it good?" And she's like, "Yeah, it's good." And she's like <laughs> swallowing back vomit and like being like, "Yeah, I'm okay." I'm good. It's really nice. Yeah, it's really yummy. It's so fucking good. It's really funny. Oh my god. <laughs> that's so, what yeah, I think about. What... Like, like that's what I think about whenever I think of, like people pretending to like food. That's like my yeah. my touchstone now. It's so funny. <laughs> so yeah, that's a uh, that, that's my vinegar experience, and and that's that's a uh, I think I I think it permanent I think it permanently like altered the chemistry of my stomach. Ah, yeah. You've had all of the vinegar (laughs) you need for the rest of your life. Literally. Literally. It's like we went, we went to a, because, uh, because we couldn't, we couldn't like eat the rest of the dinner. Like it was, it it was beyond the pale. Um, so we had to take it. We, we went down, we went down to like a local restaurant to get like a big thing of like unseasoned chips to try and like soak soak it up. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, no, I've got enough seasoning for a lifetime. Thanks. Um, 
<laughs> it's so, like yeah. it's like those it's like the shaker like like the shaker bag of chips like that you can get from like McDonald's or whatever where it has like the spicy seasoning and you put it in the bag and you shake it up. Except you are the bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> That's so incredible. Good. Anyway, this is uh, that was not relevant to the episode. I just wanted to bring it up because I was like, oh, there's mac and cheese in this episode. I can use it as a segue to talk about this insane thing that my housemate said. Um, yeah, which is one of always my, good. One of my favorite things to do. One of my favorite things to do. Always good. Um, so while they're eating, um, Dewey is taking pictures of himself eating, or rather Louis is, and coaching him, which is quite cute. Um, and you have, you have to look like you frustrated. really want it. <laughs> Like a, um, you're a hungry bear. <laughs> <laughs> You've just woken up from hibernation. Go <laughs> <laughs> the fucking rawr. It's very funny. It's very great. I'm a big fan of, of Louis being like Dewey's cameraman. Um, yeah, it's, it's it just is. it's really fun. He he like he like gets like he like gets around the other side of Dewey and like pushes Webby off her chair to show him <laughs> the photos. This is like poss- very very possibly like a precursor to like a, when he really gets into the swing of things in Louis Inc. Um, his 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 management style. Um, him yeah. just like taking taking control of people's ventures like this. Mm. Um. So uh, Webby's getting very frustrated because she's like, you know, they make this once a year for the festival. You're not even eating it. It's gone cold, you know, and she's like, oh, I'll eat it then. Oh, I love culture. (laughs) She pours pours the whole plate into her mouth. (laughs) Very funny. I love Webby. Um, Uh, I love Webby. Special little girl. Yeah, so she's getting getting irritated. Um, The bill arrives. Um... (laughs) I just love. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of like very quiet comedy bits here, and this is a good one, which is a uh, caviar is possibly pulling a shared muscle in their attempt to whistle nonchalantly, and that like this is like increasing, increasingly frantically whistling at each other and refusing to make eye contact. Yeah. Um. I um. Can we? Okay. Can we talk about the bill for a moment? Um. Did yeah. you did you have a look at the, the amount that is on the bill? Um, it is. Two fifty one something something forty seven. Um, it is two fifty one like Brazilian like real. Um, which and then Scrooge later on says that he lo- that he had to pay three hundred and fifty one, which means that Scrooge that Don left a one hundred tip, but he also says dollars. Yes, thank you. Okay, so first of all, first of all, the bill being like two hundred fifty like real is like the conversion. I went and looked at the conversion rate. That's about like sixty dollars Australian, and they had a okay. lot of food on that table. This is not like an outrageous bill, like they're making it out to be. That's like yeah. the first. That's the first note that I wanted to say about this situation is like sixty bucks is like fine. Yeah. Like that's and a that means normal that the, amount. That, that means that the like one hundred tip is like twenty bucks or so. Yeah, it's like yeah, whatever. Secondly. Scrooge does later on say that he 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 paid three hundred and fifty one dollars and forty seven cents for for that dinner, which means that um I think that Donald didn't notice the currency on the bill and just paid in American dollars, which means down he to, paid down to the cent plus one hundred. So okay, so I like the fact that it is to the cent plus one hundred makes me think that he was giving like a hundred dollar tip to seem fancy. But you like, I'm just obsessed with this situation. I'm so obsessed with the implications here being that he not only tipped a hundred dollars, 
but tipped a hundred dollars on an amount that he was already overpaying. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I'm so genuinely obsessed with this. Like I'm so obsessed with it. <sighs> it's really good. It's really, really it's, good. It's it's really funny. I mean, the other the other alternative is that um, they're like maybe maybe it was meant to be dollars, and this whole thing was just like not intended to be that funny of a joke but i think it's a lot funnier if it was actually a brazilian real and nobody noticed and they paid in dollars and they overpaid by a factor of like four <sighs> oh, really really good fantastic um, <laughs> um so yeah um so there's like this this great little uh, comedy bit where they kind of argue over who who should pay the bill, or rather, Panchito just says, "Don's the billionaire; he should pay." Which valid, true, yeah, that's true. Honestly, can't um, argue with with the information argue, that were- the information that Donald that that um Jose and Panchito have that is like a completely fair assessment of um. If you are like- ever having dinner with a billionaire, the billionaire should pay, of course, exactly, um, exactly. The billionaire should pay for possibly everything else, every other expense you'll have in your life. Um, exactly. Yeah, th- this is true. So, eventually, uh, it's like Don's billionaire. He should pay, and Donald's like, "Of course, I will." And he like reaches for like Scrooge's wallet under the table, and Scrooge slaps his hand away, and they have a slap fight. And then Huey realizing that it's incredibly obvious they're having a slap fight under the table, and everybody's watching them awkwardly. <laughs> Crouch goes over, grabs the wallet, gives it to Donald, and bites Scrooge's hand. <laughs> it's awesome. I love this little this little sequence of Huey like getting getting in the middle of them because like. Donald like slaps he him on the head. Him. Yeah, he's he like hat gets knocked over. It's so it's and he, and he like grabs their hands. I'm obsessed with him like just giving like Scrooge's hand as like a big old chomp. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's like a big it's a big comical chomp, but Scrooge deserves it so much. It's so funny. <laughs> I love this. It's such a great sequence. Um it's, it's like a, it's like, great. Like, like it's what it's one of those other like Huey just like like gestural moments like that I really yeah. really like here. He's just got a lot of very cute specific moments. I love Huey just being like a little animal of a child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bites you. Bites you. What uh, else was he supposed to do? Bites you. He's only got two um, hands. Just fucking bites him. It's so funny. Um that's his problem solving skills is bite your elderly uncle right in the hand. Um, it worked. So as so they they pretty happily leave. Um, uh, there is a strangled hissing noise that Webby hears, but when she turns back, uh, the the waitress just tells her to have a nice day, um, which is the indication that the cheerful residents of the village might not be all they seem, as their her kind of pupil swaps over to like a cat like one. Um, so we Webby also get, tries we, to also, get, we also get yeah. we also get Webby saying, "Man, everyone here is so nice." Yeah, um, it's the town um, where everybody was nice. Webby, did you not check the title of the episode? <laughs> Did you not? Did you not look down when you were walking into town and see the title on the screen? <laughs> yeah, it was right there. It was in orange. Did you not see it? Um. So Webby tries to get Dewey and Louie to go on a donkey tour with her, but they're so preoccupied with getting good photos that they miss the tour entirely. Which honestly did not sound that great. So, um, no. I mean, okay, Webby wants to hand, kill them. On, on <laughs> like the like the the thing is the tour that they that they would have gone on. Um, it did save the life of those tourists. It it did <laughs> it did prevent these two. Um, there's there's two other tourists there who are like like this pig couple who I think have been like recurring background I, characters. Are they the, the same show. pig? Are they same the same pig couple that Huey broke up? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm or pretty will sure break up? 
Oh yeah, Will does break up in in New Gods on the Block. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they're like a recurring uh like background couple. Um, but like the thing is, this Donkey Couture very much did save their life. They would have been like uh. It's very bad planning on the. Uh, it's very bad planning on the on the on the uh, the side of the plant. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's controlling that like donkey tour guy. Why? What? Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on. Um, so yeah. But, um, um, yeah. Uh, Webby wants to kill them. She's so yeah. fucking mad. Um, then we get some good pictures of uh, of Webby getting uh, spit on by a donkey and then spitting mm-hmm. back at it. Um, <laughs> I love Webby. Yeah, I love Webby. Um, they're they kind of have this argument where um Dewey's like we don't have to go on the donkey tour because everybody would think we've gone on the donkey tour because we've got pictures we're standing next to the donkey. Webby's like yes, but you haven't gone on the tour, and Dewey's like why would I want to go on the tour? <laughs> um, <laughs> and I mean, partially, yeah, I'm a, I'm like in this specific scenario a little bit on Dewey's side because yeah, like, it does not sound like such a great tour. It doesn't sound um, great. Um, I I like I have never I've never ridden a donkey before, but I've ridden a horse before, and it didn't like me. Um. No. The, 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 I, I think I've, I've been on a horse, horse story. Yeah, please tell your horse story. Um, I w- I I rode a horse one time. Um, as for, I don't think this is the horse story you wanted to hear. Um, uh, I rode a horse. I I rode a horse one time because I used to be in the Scouts and we were doing like a parade in town. Um, and I fell and I was like six or something. Mm-hmm. Like I was very little. I fell and I skinned my knee and I started crying. Um, Aww. and to cheer me to cheer me up, they put me on the horse. But they didn't know that I'm so scared of horses that I was no! crying even more on top of the horse because I hated no! being up there because I thought no! the horse was gonna book me off and eat me. <laughs> so oh no! You thought oh. the horse was gonna kick you in the stomach and erupt you? No, no, uterus. no! We're not going into this. Oh my god! Okay, so now we have to go into it because you brought it up. Please, please, please. No, this is my personal lore. This is something that I can't get away from. It's something that has fucking haunted me for years, and it, like I might as well use this as a public appeal. If you have read this book, please let me know what it is. When I was younger, I read a book which I believe I only read it once. And I don't remember it very well. I believe it was an autobiography, or it was a fiction with an autobiographical element, where a woman is like telling a story of growing up on a farm as a young girl. Um. And she went up to, she remembered going up to a fence and being kicked by a horse in the stomach and it ruptured her uterus. Um, and <laughs> I have not been able to find this book. This I have never been whale. able to, f- yeah, it literally is. Cause I've never been able to figure out whether it was a real autobiography that I read or whether it was a fiction book with an autographical element so i don't know if this girl exists who got kicked in the horse kicked in the stomach by a horse and got her uterus ruptured and was infertile um (laughs) and i read it when i was really young so i don't remember anything about the book apart from that and i have researched it and researched it and all i can find is stories about horses who have ruptured uteruses and Mm. other horrible horse kick trauma real life (laughs) case studies which I don't yes. need to know about because I'm already scared of horses. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, my fucking it's my person it's my personal thing. It, like it, it has affected every area of my life. I have constant. I'm like constantly and painfully aware that a horse could just kick you in the stomach and mess up your whole insides. Mm-hmm. 
Of course, yeah. they're very dangerous and they're very mean. Very scary. And they're they're so vicious and they're so frightening. And the fact that they're made of glass does not bother them at all. Um, uh, I I I I had like a brief, an exceedingly brief. I feel like the thing is, most like a lot of people when they're young, uh, I like because you know you know like you're a horse girl, you're a wolf girl, blah blah blah, whatever. I went through maybe like six hours of wanting to be a horse girl, um, which like had its entire like lifespan like of like a day at school um because like uh, like i was talking to some of my friends because like uh, i grew up like rurally i had a lot of friends on farms so a lot of friends owned horses um Mm -hmm. so i was talking to some friends and they were like talking about their horses and i was like huh maybe i want a horse and then over the next couple of hours at school i became like obsessed with the idea of owning a horse and riding it and like you know being like like becoming a horse girl and i went home and i like talked to my dad about it and he was like we have like we literally don't have room to keep a horse we're on like a quarter acre where where would we put the horse and i was like i was like fucking like i don't know like like eight maybe and i was like how about like the horse can stay in my room (laughs) no i was no i was like the school oval that's nice and big and then my dad was like we don't own the school oval we can't put something there and i was like huh you're right anyway I don't want a horse anymore. It sounds like too much trouble. And that like success successfully quelled my, my desire to own a horse. It it was seriously like a single day event. Um and the thing is like I had plenty of friends who like had horses. Um but like I just I think I think that like inciting incident was just like like if I had gotten access to a horse sometime in those six hours. Like, if I had gone to a friend's house after school while I was still in that fever of wanting a horse, it probably would have made me obsessed with horses. But since, like, I was, like, I didn't come into contact with a horse during that, like, uh, like period of contagion. Your, your, um, yeah, that was like, your recent, yeah. that was your, that was the point where you were receptive to, to exactly, horses. Exactly, exactly. So even though, again. like, even though, like, I've been around horses and I've, like, you know, seen them and fed them and I have ridden a horse, I think, twice, once at, uh, at Pippa's house, actually because her family used to have horses um and for uh her sister's birthday um she was doing like a trail ride with a bunch of her friends so Mm -hmm. i had never ridden a horse before so i was like i can you please like show me like the basics so i don't like die um and so i rode their horse danny around in a circle for like 20 minutes and i was like cool this is awesome and then at the trail ride I rode on a horse and it hated me and it did not listen to me and it did not pay attention when I like dug my knees or my heels in. Um, and it was quite a miserable experience, both for me and the horse. And then I've never been on a horse again. <laughs> I really like that. Um, I was in a kind of a similar situation where because we grew up so rurally, um, there's just like a ton of horses around. So it wasn't like yeah. this fantastical, fantastical creature that was mm. like, oh my God, a horse. It was like a horse is just like a f- big fucking cow. Like it's just a cow. But okay. more dangerous. That's that's that's, that's <laughs> interesting. Horses I mean, are I mean, just dangerous cows, in my I mean, opinion, and less also useful. Dangerous. No, cows aren't very dangerous actually. Okay, um, we bulls had, are dangerous we had, then. Well, I I have been chased by a bull, yes. Um, yeah. But we had cows, um, and cows are fine because all you have to do is pick up a stick, and they'll be like, <laughs> "Oh no, you're not worth it." Cows are so mm-hmm. fine. Um, Cow- yeah, are, cows are great. Bulls, I, bulls aren't great. I was still, I was so close. I was still quite frightened frightened of cows. Um but uh I, I, I at least I at least knew how how to deal with cows. Uh, I was chased mm. by a bull. Um Yeah. I got spit on by st- an alpaca. No, by a llama, a, sorry. In a separate um, incident I was I was chased by a bull. And we had a we had a we had a donkey on the farm as well. 
and donkeys are just like nicer horses as well, or ours was at least. Mm. Um, I don't think it's like a very very fat little donkey. He's very cute. I don't think um, I've ever seen a donkey. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever met a donkey, which is also true. Um, just interesting phrasing. Because I don't think <laughs> I'm trying to think of like our friends who had farms. I don't think they had donkeys because they had horses and like cattle, sheep, alpacas. We had ev- we had evil chickens as well. Oh yeah, um, evil chickens. Alpacas are yeah. great, except that they like they s- smell quite bad. Um, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think I've ever seen like a donkey. Um, they're quite they're very cute though. They're very charming little animals. Yeah, our donkey was very nice. It was like a very old family donkey. Um, Aww. Um, but uh, yeah, it was one of those anyway, things where it was like yeah. because of, because of, because of like the saturation of like horses, it was like this, you know, because also like uh, the town that I live in and the town I grew up in. Um, is like there's like a lot of wealthy people here, mm-hmm. but we're very poor. Mm-hmm. Like we're very country. But mm-hmm. I went to school with a bunch of like rich kids, and I was like basically the one of the like one of like three or four poor kids in class. Mm-hmm. So it was like there are a lot of kids there who were like horse girls because that was like the fantasy or whatever and then there was like some of us who were like lived rurally or like lived like you know i lived i lived i spent some of my childhood on a farm and it was like horses are like just as big and smelly as other animals um and they're also very violent so like what the fuck um (laughs) so the magic was never there basically you know yeah it was like there was there was there was there was never it was never the there was not. There was never the towny fantasy of 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 having a horse. Yeah, um, I also feel like I um and, and like the second unnecessary nail in the coffin was like of like spending time at like uh like Pippa's family's house and seeing how much fucking work it is to like take care of a horse. I was like, oh god, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time. I don't have the like. It, they don't do anything. Like, they don't do anything, and like they if they like like get hurt then they then you have to like kill them basically so doesn't seem great um not a huge fan and they're really expensive and just like yeah i just don't i just like it's just one of those things where it's like i look back at my past and i see the like the road that i could have taken like um yeah like the road to you almost being a theater kid (laughs) exactly exactly um, all of these terrible, terrible paths that my life could have gone down, but instead, uh, we're here instead. Um, no, there was there was too many odds stacked against me to ever to ever be into horses, um, and mm-hmm. one of them was uh, horse kick uterus, uh, which again <laughs> haunts me. Is it, it's a key part of my psychological profile, yes. and it's something I have never found an answer for. And if you know if it rings any bells for you, please get in touch. Because this is like sincere, like completely this sincere. Is, this is completely sincere, Marty. You can testify. I have been on, the, uh-huh. like I told you about this for the first time years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is, and I yeah, have this never is, found an answer for it. Yeah, this is like I have, I have done my own like fair share of like looking for this as well. It's, 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 not, it's, it's like serious. Mm. It's serious. This is so serious. I feel like, I feel like this is like one of those things where like, should... you're gonna you're gonna find out and then you're gonna instantly die of like satisfaction. Ah, 
this is like a deathbed thing for me. Exactly. Like, <laughs> this is something I shouldn't be able to find out until I'm on my deathbed because I will have nothing else to achieve. After <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is my rosebud. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, so yeah, basically. Anyway, anyway, don- donkey tours. Talk- well, better than horse tours because donkeys are better than horses. Still, don't sound that great. No. Um, so I think she was okay. Um. Meanwhile, the caballeros are kind of reminiscing over past shows. Um. Mm-hmm. Largely, how the audience would turn on them as soon as Donald started singing. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Donald does not remember this because the enraged public gave him head trauma and sometimes panchito. <laughs> <laughs> I this is such like a I I love the three caballeros dynamic. It's really cute. Um, and I love this kind of like reminiscing of like, um, uh, you know, like a, like affectionately giving <laughs> actually giving one of your boyfriends head trauma. <laughs> like panchito would be like, oh yeah, and I'd like smash my the guitar on like the crowd's heads and sometimes yours um and they'd like laugh about it it's like it's really funny it's really cute um and, and like it, not remember it, it, any it, of those even in the present jose like like bops him on the head with his with his umbrella like yeah uh, uh, uh it's really yeah. cute i love these guys so uh, they're they're kind of hanging out, and uh, they're 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 longing for days gone by. They're mourning the fact that they're so responsible now that they're not oh, those they're so people. grown up. They're not those. Oh, they're so grown up. Heads. <laughs> yeah, not anymore. But the radio comes on, and they start kind of dancing to it. And there's like this very like visually fun little uh, little it's really like cute. nicely choreographed little thing where Pantito's playing Jose's umbrella like a flute, and Don's on, yeah. the, on his hat, which is an accordion. Um, it's really it's this 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 little like uh slice here. There's like little this little like it's almost like part way to a skit because like um Panchita's like playing the umbrella flute and he like smacks Donald like upside the head and Donald gets really mad and is about to like attack Panchita but then Jose like pulls him into a dance and he like it's like it's really cute and it's very reminiscent of like the original like uh three caballeros just like. The like the old stuff, like the old animated three caballeros, like the the first yeah. um, like movie of just like these just like sequences of them just like dancing. Um, mm-hmm. it's really really nice. It's really cute. Um, yeah, and it's very or- organic. You know, they kind of like yeah. are, are kind of finding their rhythm together again. Um, yeah. So meanwhile, uh, Webby is frustrated by the boys, and she storms off. Um, yeah, to kind of explore the culture on her own. Huey tries to get Scrooge to be nice. He kind of reassures him that he only needs to let Donald be happy for one weekend. He can he can do this. He can he can let his nephew be be happy for one single weekend. Um and then the caviars immediately explain that they're reforming the band, um, and this will never end. Um and Huey's like, oh no, because it means maintaining the lie that Donald is a billionaire, which might actually lead to Scrooge murdering him. <laughs> I I really like um uh uh it's like there's like a lot there's like I have a lot of um kind of like patchy notes here. Um Donald being really excited to go on tour is really cute, like him getting like caught up in the fantasy of it all. Donald, do you have three kids? Um Yeah. You can't just go on tour. I'm sorry. <laughs> like I hate to break it to you, but you have like a family. Um yeah. we also have like um Panchito saying that his name is Panchito Pistoles, 
um, yeah. which is like an interesting kind of relic to leave in, considering it's they took away his guns. Yeah. Um, they took away his guns, but they let him keep the name that means pistols. Um, and also, it's quite sad that I, I really wanted his name to be Penchita Romero Miguel Hunapera Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. Um, I'm sure it still is. It still um, is. It, I, yeah. That's just his stage name. It's a, that's, a, that's, his, that's his persona. Um, he is Penchita Romero Miguel Hunapera Francisco Quintero Gonzalez. Um, so, uh, Donald volunteers to fund the tour with Scrooge's money. Um, Scrooge actually wrestles him to the ground after the cavaliers are gone, um, and starts beating, starts beating him. Like, he gets him in, like, an arm lock and, like, and a leg lock, and, and Donald is, like, tapping on the ground, like, you know, he's tapping out, Scrooge is not listening. Like, really it's, re- it's, I, it's really fun. I love, like, <laughs> Scrooge is, like, so fucking, like, mean and evil, but it's really funny. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... It's really funny. Yeah. I like, I, 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 I also love him like doing the courtesy of keeping up the old man act until the caviaras are out of the room and then trying to instantly wring his nephew's neck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um. So Donald refuses to entertain the notion of telling the truth, and he snatches Scrooge's wallet to go and buy an instrument, which turns out to be a cello <laughs> 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 for some fucking reason. Mm. Um. So Webby sets out to learn more about the festival from one of the locals, but he finds that. She's only capable of repeating the same stock phrases over and over again, which is I really like the delivery. I really like the, the this scene. It's like it's it's very well set up. Um, mm. uh, so it leads Webby to discover the true nature of the town, which is that the townspeople are puppets on the vines of the carnivorous flower, and the village and the festival are basically just sweet sweet smelling nectar to attract uh, the plants' real victims to their tourists. Um, I I really like. That Webby runs up to Louie and asks why he doesn't have any foot pics. <laughs> and they're like, what? She goes up and says, she goes, why don't you have any pictures of people's feet? <laughs> <laughs> and Louie goes, I don't know. Uh, um, because that would that be weird? weird? I don't know. <laughs> and she scrolls through the pictures and she finds, uh, she finds kind of visual proof of this, which is that like, they have they have no bodies from the waist down. They're just vines, mm-hmm. um, and they're all connected to the flower. Um, so the fake townspeople then attack them. Um, meanwhile, Huey and Scrooge are arguing with Donald, trying to get him to own up to his lie. They are interrupted by Webby, Dewey, and Louie tearing and screaming about they're all about to be eaten because <laughs> the real feast of the flower is them. And I, Dewey's yeah, like, I love, <laughs> I love, I love. I like, think Huey has the line. It's like, wait, the real feast of the flower is us. <laughs> <laughs> and Julie really, goes, really "Oh, that's clever." <laughs> He's like, "I am completely distracted." I am. Um, I. I. Um, like, I'm really obsessed with um, like this. There's this like the little brief scene of like um, uh, Dewey and Louie and Webby running away from the from the plant just before they burst in. They have like a little like Scooby Doo moment where they all jump into a barrel and all their legs are coming out of the bar- bottom and they're like running away. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to to note. There is a moment here where Dewey like takes a picture of the plant and the flash like visibly like hurts it like it makes it like mm. it like looks away. This this never this comes is, back. Th- this is what I'm talking about. This feels like the start of like a counterpoint to Phones Bad. Like this feels mm. like part like an abandoned plot line of like yeah th- th- like like you know what I mean. Like it feels like this was meant to be part of like a moral at the end where 
Webby's like, see, you were so caught up in taking photos, you didn't notice what was right in front of you. But at the same time, the photo, like the camera really saved our bacon. But it yeah. doesn't do that? Phone's good sometimes. No, Friends yeah, it doesn't sometimes. do that at all. Instead, he's, instead, they do that and then he never questions why that happens and yeah. doesn't do anything else. Um, it, that doesn't. It is not. It, it like it doesn't even become like instrumental like in any other way because they don't defeat it with light. They defeat it with sound. It's so yeah. weird. It's yeah. Just, it's like it just very much feels like an orphan like moment from the the, the cut like B plot. Like yeah, it, it just feels like something that was like left in the show while everything else around it was was cut out. It's very strange. Um. So Donald is very reluctant to stop the show. He's like the show must go on and they're like no we're about to be eaten um so he has to go and explain uh to panchito and jose um but they're even less impressed they don't want to hear it uh they're like kind of in denial they're only hearing what they want to hear um scrooge and the kids try and get away are grabbed by the plant uh scrooge is completely useless because all of the hunching he had to do to pretend to be decrepit actually crunched <laughs> him up like a coke can <laughs> And he's like, oh my god, um, I'm in pain. I really like there's, again, this little gesture moment of Huey. He like clocks one of the vines with his guidebook. Um, yeah. While he's talking to Scrooge, he just fucking whacks one. It's really good. <laughs> uh, do do we while running, while running for his life, he's live blogging his own death. He's like taking <laughs> photos and he's like yelling, he's like yelling at hashtag adventure, hashtag daring dairy, hashtag. And then like Louis gets like snatched up and goes like, ah. And Dewey's like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a very, it's a, it's a very social media joke. It's a, it's a very ah. social media joke. It's a very social media joke. It's a social media joke that you can make the giggle. Um, mm. It's a bit like, um, remember like the Henry Winkler um, social media joke from uh, from BoJack, where he's like reading out Herb's last tweets. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it did remind me a bit of that. Hopefully, it's not full of peanuts. Hashtag, it was full of peanuts. <laughs> Hashtag, oh no. Hashtag, oh no. We also have, we also have the, the follow-up extremely funny joke of uh, Dewey being grabbed and he's like, no! And then his phone falls into the, into the, the plant's mouth and he's like, no! <laughs> and Webby's like, come on. Um, like, I feel like there's some priorities here. Yeah. <sighs> um... So Donald finally admits that he can't pay for a tour because he lied. Um, this predictably forces both Jose and Panchito to admit they also lied. Um, <laughs> Jose is a flight attendant. Panchito is a performer at children's parties. Um, there is a really great bit where like Panchito gets really mad and Jose is like, oh, "I lied too. I'm just a flight. I'm a humble. I'm a humble flight attendant." And then <laughs> Panchito gets even more mad because he's like, "Obviously, I'm lying too." <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then, the uh, just as they're having this moment, uh, the cur- <laughs> the curtain is whisked aside, and they see all of the kids and Scrooge and stuff being like fucking thrown around by the vines. Um, and Jose has my favorite line of the episode, which is, you know, this does explain why the space was so cheap and why the brochure was printed on a leaf. <laughs> Jose, your like your survival skills, please. <laughs> Jose falls for the fucking like email scams every time. Why the brochure is printed on a leaf is my favorite fucking joke. <laughs> the brochure was printed on a leaf. It's really funny. I'm just obsessed with like the idea of, of Jose like just like being completely taken in by very unconvincing scams. Yeah. Um but he's a Nigerian prince and he needs my money. <laughs> um 
uh Jose um Jose's new Jose's new uh, solo s- song should be um uh should be the fucking uh I am grieved to say did you know that one my brother no um hang on really really intrigued by this <laughs> my brother an email from opera can you take uh, two minutes and 12 seconds out of the podcast oh know? yes okay i have seen it. yes 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 i know what i'm talking about now yeah 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 um <laughs> this, this, is, this, is, yeah. this is jose's uh this is jose's new angle <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm grieved to say um the pictures are of you my brother, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. So, uh. <laughs> oh, so getting scammed. Um, Donald sees his family being murdered by a big plant. Uh, he's get gets ready to go berserk mode, classic rage mode. He's like mm-hmm. about to about to go classic ape shit in the plant, but Caviar stop him. I mean, the only people who can actually stop him in the middle of rage. Um, yeah. And they explain that they should do it like they did in Acapulco. Play terribly, beat the shit out of the crowd. Profit. <laughs> um, I got a musical number. And we think they sing a song. They sing a they, song. They sing, they sing a song. They sing the Caballero song. Um, they sing a song, and one, once again, uh, PC culture censors our beloved cultural icons. Uh, the they three don't say gay, gay Caballeros are gone. They don't, they don't say gay Caballeros in it. They just say three Caballeros. Yes, three Caballeros. It's sad. I mean, it, DuckTales 2017 is not the first thing that, like, they're not not the first appearance of the Caviaros that takes out the word gay in their song, I think, because they're, like, mm. there's, like, uh, it, it's, like, at Disney World and stuff like that, and they haven't said gay since, like, you know, like, the 90s. But it's really sad. It's sad. I wish they just said gay Caviaros and not talked about it. <laughs> Come on. Um, I love, uh, I love this. I love this whole musical number. I love this whole, this whole sequence. The song, flawless. It, of course, it is a perennial banger. Um, mm-hmm. It's just um, a classic song. I will say so that the sequence could have been so beautiful, but the animation just isn't all the way there. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Mm. There's, I, I think, I think the problem is that it gets halfway there because th- th- we get this like, uh, this filter put over it that really makes all the color, color colors very like, vivid, and also. Um, does the d- double duty by also making Donald's uh, sailor outfit blue, like the classic blue yeah. outfit, which is really cute. So it gets the halfway there by getting, but it's just yeah. like the movement itself. I think is yeah. very like. I think I think it's the problem because you get halfway to looking like uh, three caballeros and like Saludos amigos and these beautifully animated scenes, like in like the colors department, but then the animation is just like not not quite up to that specific standard. Um, yeah. Because you like, also it's have still, like, it's, it's, um, yeah. They also have like the abstraction, like they have them on the the abstract backgrounds, and they have like yeah. the scene of like Don like hopping up the notes, and they all get like crunched because he's so bad at singing and all this <laughs> kind of stuff. Like they have these like more abstract like depictions and things, but like it's just the movement itself is a little bit lacking. Yeah, um, it's it's which it's is, which is yeah. unfortunate. Which is yeah, it's and <laughs> can't even blame it on Louis taking up all the animation budget for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, for once we can't blame it on Louis. Um, so uh, during the performance, Huey realizes that Donald's singing is so horrible that it's actually killing the plant. Um, and his last <laughs> note basically reduces it to mulch. 
He he, because there's there's like the part in the song where they are all singing oh together, and Donald hits it so badly that it's like shrinking away and like smoking and shriveling and dying. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's really really good. Um, uh, it's great. So uh, the the plan is dead. They won. Yay! Um, Yay! They won with the power the, of love and song. I, and in the sun chaser, they apparently stole that donkey and are taking it home with them. Yeah. I mean, okay. To be fair, it does not seem to be owned by anyone. Um, yeah, I mean, it was all, it it was it was the property of of a village which was controlled by a giant plant which is now dead. Yeah. So they orphaned a donkey. They orphaned that donkey, and now they have to take it home. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 very funny. I, I like um I like everyone like on the sun chase are just like kind of like decompressing then also this donkey that they just stole from like a town that they also they don't do anything with the donkey ever again it doesn't show up i think they just like i don't know maybe they just like set it free somewhere (laughs) yeah Uh, um so dewey is erasing all evidence of getting murdered by a plant off his phone uh the caballeros are deciding to get the band back together for real this time and scrooge then demolishes panchito's guitar because he's a bad person <laughs> he is like a piece of shit this is like such a like a fucking mean thing to do because like first of all um like scrooge your cover is blown you don't have to pretend to be like oh no oh turbulence oh no ah oh i'm so sorry ah stop it just like if you're gonna be a piece of shit be a piece of shit and own it but he just like yeah. fully just takes Panchito's guitar and smashes it. It's just such a mean thing to do. Like it's not even your nephew. <laughs> Abuse your nephew all you like. But Panchito <laughs> is innocent. Quotes quotes from Monty. Abuse your nephew all you like. Um, um, like like the the you can you can take this to mean like oh he doesn't want to hear them practicing in his garage again. It's like okay, first of all. Pedrino and Jose presumably have houses that they can go and practice at. So this does not mm. actually necessarily need to infringe on your comfort at all. You just hate people being happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so uh, funny. So yeah. Um, that's the episode. Yeah. I really like this episode. I think um, it's one of the, like, uh... It's it's like it's a really strong episode in terms of like um giving like a reboot to these uh, old beloved characters. Mm. Um uh obviously at the at some cost, you know, rest in peace, uh Jose's fatty. Um but uh, <laughs> but you know, we can't have everything. And I think the way that they were adapted is really, really charming. Um it's really cute. I love I love the three caballeros being like Donald's old college band. That also does bring up um the, the the now the canon fact that all three of them went to college, um, mm-hmm. and th- they went to college together. And I would love to. I I I just think it like I want to know what 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 I, made I, in. I just think that's I have to assume it. I have to assume it was accounting, right? Probably, yeah. Um, um or they they um they like did like a um a music thing. And they oh, like, that's true. And well, he like minored in, and he minored in accounting, and then he came out of it like, oh shit! Only one of these skills is applicable. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. So this is like a really fun episode. It's great to like. It's like really beautiful to look at. Um, aside from like the slightly disappointing animation in the the, the song sequence, it's like really nice to look at. Um, and even like the B plot, which at first I didn't like, just because it doesn't work as a b-plot i now i'm actually a little bit obsessed with it because of its like 
half finished status and the way that it like it tells a story in and of itself where it feels like the writers halfway through were like huh we don't have time to do some moralizing about cell phones let's just leave what we've got so far in and then not it, not give it any inclusion it straight up does not resolve like the whole ending is that like Webby like fi- has like rescued Dewey's phone and she like mm-hmm. shows it and she shows all the pictures of like him getting like whisked up by the I really like there's one smear frame in there of uh, oh Dewey oh Dewey getting yeah. like yanked up by the by the plant <laughs> and then the phone getting eaten by the plant and then Webby retrieving the phone and a picture with the caballeros mm. um and Dewey deletes them all and he's like there's now no proof it happened I never have to think about this again and it's like yeah. I don't know what that's like, supposed to be saying. Like, because yeah, like the, the 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 mantra they were kind of going for earlier was like Pixar, it didn't happen, which is a kind of like a facet of the like uh, uh, kids interpret like the world only through their phones, and you need to put your phone down yeah. once in a while and enjoy the thing while it's happening. But, but yeah, Pix- and it's like, like no Pix- no mm-hmm. Pixar, it didn't happen is not like an argument that fits into that. Like it, it's. Just- it's so bizarre. I'm really obsessed with it. I think it's like genuinely making me like this episode more because it makes no <laughs> sense. It's so funny. I have no idea what's happening. It's like it's um, a very rare it's a very rare instance of like poor writing. Um where Yeah, but poor writing in the funniest way. It like it doesn't really yeah. detract from the episode in that like yeah. it's just like it, it's just like every time they go into the subplot, you're like, oh, I don't really know what's happening here. And then you get so distracted by the caballeros that you forget about it. Um, <laughs> that's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what was happening when they were writing this episode. Everyone got so distracted yeah. by the caballeros, they forgot to put an ending on the B-plot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so do you have any more notes for the episode? Um. No, I think I most... Oh, there's also um. There's a, a little, like... Uh, "Quote unquote cliffhanger kind of thing where it like zooms back down into the forest and one of the eyeballs from the dead plant falls off and it starts to regrow, but that doesn't mean I didn't make that's like I didn't make uh, a note for that note of that because it never comes back. It it never comes back up again. It's like completely irrelevant. Um, I suppose if like it's one of those things where it's like if you were watching this when it came out, that could have very much felt like oh shit, oh no, but it's like it doesn't mean anything. It never comes back. Or again. just or just like a potential tie-in to the Legends of Three Caballeros TV show, yeah. which then like ended after one season. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You know. No, I don't think I had anything else to say. Um, I think that yeah. was pretty much it. It's just a really like a really fun episode. Um, with some really fun characters. Um, like, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, I think because the the the, the caviars are only in what three episodes? Because they're in um, this one. They're... they're in Louis Eleven, and then they're in like uh, the Last Adventure. Or are they in more? I don't think they're in that, anymore. I, I, I think that's it. Um, I think that's it. Um, and all of, all the episodes that they're in are really good. But this is such like, a fun like. Uh, introduction for them, really yeah. fun. I, I and I always like to I always like to see Donald like hanging out with friends and people that yeah. like him. It's it a really good, it's like it's a very it's a very necessary bomb for um <laughs> for the pain that Donald is going to go through in this season. Um, yeah, to have like this moment where like he's hanging out with people who really like him and who he really likes and has fun with. Yeah, um, it's just not happen very often for him. Yeah, um, yeah. Should we move on to our third segment? 
Yeah. Um, third segment this week. I'm using the term very loosely. Um, <laughs> I, I, as you may be, as you may recall from our, our, um, uh, what used to be known as the new segment now progressively known as the uh confession booth. I have not been sleeping in a very structured yeah. way recently, so I haven't had um a lot of time and also brain power to come up with like a, a very like uh structured or you know relevant third segment so i was just kind of like clicking around looking for like uh caballeros related content something that i did just want to talk about very briefly on like uh jose's just like wikipedia page is that Mm -hmm. um uh he's he was described by time as a dapper brazilian parrot who is as superior to donald duck as the duck was to mickey mouse (gasps) really really Uh... obsessed with this i'm extremely obsessed with like this description from Time Magazine from 1943. Um, what is like? What is interesting about is that Donald Duck has appeared in way more animated or or like has had way more appearances than Mickey Mouse. Like mm. he is the more popular character. Yeah. Um. So I just love the fact that they're like, "Fuck Donald Duck." Jose is our king now. We love Jose. <laughs> Friendship ended with Donald Duck. Um, friendship ended with donald duck friendship ended with donald duck um and so i i was just really 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 obsessed with that i just thought it was a really funny comparison to make as superior to donald duck as donald duck is to mickey mouse this is like my my um my character sort of (laughs) who's his best rank yeah Um, and then, because I couldn't think of anything else, I was like, ah, oh, let's click around on U-Quiz. Um, I did find a U-Quiz that um, is determining which of the three caballeros we are. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, if you would like to do it, would you like to take a quiz? I would love to take a quiz. Please take me to Quiz Town. Quiz Town. What population does, okay, us. Question, population us. There's nine questions on this quiz. That's pretty good. What does family mean to you? Family will accept you no matter what. A chosen family can be just as meaningful as your biological family, or a family is something you'd sacrifice anything for. These are not contradictory these in any are, way. These are not mutually exclusive in any way. No. Um, let's pick the chosen family one. Chosen family is good. I like that. I think that's always a that's always a nice. I think one. that's. I think that's. I think that's might be the Jose choice. Yeah. Uh, what is your ideal partner like? Someone willing to take risks. Someone willing to take risks risks with me. I can't talk today. Someone who will support me as much as I support them, or someone who balances me out. Someone who support me. Yeah. You support me. I support me. What this ro- is, what, my, this ro- is my public dating profile now. <laughs> what role do you typically play in your friend group? The mum, the co- the cool older sibling, the cool uncle, the wine aunt, or the dad? I have no idea. Um. Hmm. Is this asking me or asking us? Um, that, that I mean, that's huh. Because you're the middle brother. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was really was mean. So mean. That was that the cruelest was so- thing I've ever. I've said so many really horrible things to you in this podcast, but that was the worst. I'm sorry. That was a low fucking blow. <laughs> Um, I feel like, um, let's do it for like, I mean, we're, we're similar enough people that we can do it for both of us. Um, I don't know. I feel like I, I, I'm definitely not like the mom or the dad friend. Um, I've never 
uh I've never really found myself in that like kind of role. I'm tempted by like cool uncle. Um Yeah. Just cuz I think you have a lot of uncle energy. Um well, Thank you. You're welcome. Um uh how do you react to someone with a different opinion than you? Uh, ask them why they feel that way and try to convince them to change their mind. Respect your differences but still disagree. Or argue with them to change their mind. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I suppose disagree. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge like arguer. I guess. Um, no, I don't. I don't argue with people to try and change their mind. I argue with them to make sure that they know how stupid I think they are. <laughs> respect you know? your differences, but I think the problem with with I think the problem with the choice respect your differences, but still disagree. Um, I, I don't, don't respect the difference. No, <laughs> there's no respect. Anyway. Yeah, uh, pick a movie from the Disney Renaissance: Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Rescuers Down Under, Mulan, The Lion King, or The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Um, I know I don't watch a lot of Disney films. I don't really have an opinion on this. Do you have an opinion on any of these movies? I like The Lion King, I guess, but not a there lot. There we go. Let's go for The Lion King. <laughs> I like The Lion King. It's pretty good. Um, is making friends easy for you? Making friends is very easy for me. I can make friends easily, but it's my close friends who matter the most. That's a fucking just normal thing. Like, what the? F- that's just a. Actually, that's called being. Um, actually, no, I'm not going <laughs> to make that joke. <laughs> or I struggle to make friends sometimes. Uh, um, shall we pick the normal person answer? Pick the normal person answer, which is I can make friends and I care about my close friends. I actually, I, I'm actually a bit fucked up and, and weird for this one, but I, I really like people that I'm friends with. Um, <laughs> um, what is most important to you? Romance, living life to its fullest, friendship, learning self-acceptance, or making an impact on the world? I'm so upset that none of these answers were jokes. I know. I thought this was going to be a funnier quiz. We can do it. We can do a funnier quiz. Oh no! I meant just the word jokes. Like the most oh, important just thing jokes? to me is jokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I feel like making an impact on the world is 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 semi related to jokes. Yeah. If it's make making an impact, an impact on the world, the world brackets up. funny. Brackets funny. Yeah. I'm going to superimpose brackets funny onto there. Yeah. Um, how do you cope with your emotions? Look for support. No. Repress them. No. Mm. Yes. Use them as motivation. Uh, no. Poorly. Tackle them head on. No. No. Just cry. <laughs> yes. I feel like it's either uh, cry or, or repress them. I'm gl- wow. I'm glad we both <laughs> very healthily deal with our emotions. Exactly the same <laughs> You've cried on the podcast, and I've been off the grid for a week. We're having normal times. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um. Uh, I'll go repress them. I haven't had a cry in a minute. <laughs> um, what, what's your greatest strength? I'm always open to new opportunities. I don't give up. I care deeply about my loved ones. I'm accepting of others. Or I'm passionate. I can knit. <laughs> <laughs> None of these answers are the ones I want. I can knit. <laughs> That's my power. Um, it's my strength. Um, I feel like that's passion. Passion. Passion for making small Yeah. Passion things. for making small small little things. Um, and Yeah. I mean result... we are passionate. We started a podcast. 
Exactly. Your result is Jose Carioca. You are Jose. You're Yay. calm and able to stay calm under pressure. That's not true. You have not plenty true. of charisma and can easily make new friends. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's that's that was fairly predictable. We're Most charismatic. We're Most charming. Got Jose. Oh, mm. that makes me feel less special. Yeah, only twenty percent of people got Panchito. I I always feel like that. I always feel like whenever I get like the most popular answer on on a U quiz, I'm like, no, I'm nothing like no. you. No, I'm special. <laughs> I'm special. I'm different. <laughs> R.I.P.D. I'm um, different. I'm just gonna have a look at the trending U quizzes, and I want to take one of these quizzes as like uh as as one of the caballeros. Um, Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, we'll do we'll, about- we'll do one more. Let's do um. We can we can do one as Jose because we've just been diagnosed. With Jose. Exactly. There you go. There we go. That sounds good. Um. Oh God, these are bleak, bleak new quizzes. There's like multiple like Minecraft YouTuber themed ones. Oh. What? what Danny Phantom oh. fan fiction trope are you? Oh. <laughs> okay. Um. Then we have like the deep ones. It's like, what type of loneliness are you? What kind of no. mark do you leave? No. What is your unorthodox love language? Skin um, mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me kin assign you one of my comfort characters and then psychoanalyze you. Yeah, why not? This sounds this sounds sufficiently upsetting. Um, yeah. Enter your name. Jose. Carioca. Carioca. Oh, ma'am. <laughs> First question. Hey, with... Five Y's and a winky face. Our answers yeah. are hi, dot, 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 are you okay, are you flirting with me, or hey, one exclamation mark and a smiley face. Are you flirting with me? <laughs> We're <laughs> being Jose. I we think the correct, correct answer for Jose is he says hey right back. Exactly. Hey. Yeah. Hey. Uh, pick hey. a vibe. Stability, rooftops, the city skyline, chocolate melting on your tongue, knowing where to go next. Uh, no. Um, t- uh, stability, mm, I don't know. Old books, dusty reading nooks, large art galleries, the feeling of someone by your side no matter how wide the world is. It's nice. I, I That is a little bit. Um, it's nice, but like the, the, the second part of it more so than the first. Um, yeah, like having somebody by your side, worldwide mm. traveling, that is like... The culture yeah. element of it, but not he's, um, he's he's not a you know fabrics, textures, colors. That's I love this yeah. fabrics, textures, and colors. My favorite Theme. my favorite things. I'm a real human themes, theme. characters, fabrics, and facts. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> a nice shampoo, the feeling of validation, roses, the taste of being rich. That's um, Jose. That is quite Jose. Then we have uh, crisp green apples, honey, the summer heat, awkward tan lines, skinny dipping, lifelong friendships. That's uh, also a bit Jose, but not as much. A bit I, would say, I would say that's Panchito and the other one is Jose. Yeah, that's true. Um, a really comfortable chair, leather notebooks, fresh laundry, a breeze through an open window, kisses on the cheek. That's much too domestic and... The kisses on the place. cheek is very Jose, though. <laughs> the kisses on the cheek is very Jose. The kiss, kisses all up the arm and on the cheek. <laughs> all up the arm and onto the cheek. Um, and then this one is really interesting because we have steel scabs. A garden in full bloom, a sky that's not yet dusk, sitting alone and thinking of someone. I would Ugh. I would never no, really choose a vibe. I would never like a, want one with no. scabs. Yuck. I think I might do I might do fabric textures. Lesions. 
<laughs> I'm going to be fabric textures, colors, a nice yeah. shampoo, the filling of validation roses, and the taste of being rich. That sounds pretty good. That's, that's very Jose. Uh, pick something in my room. A gavel. A folder of notes that I desperately need to study but keep procrastinating on. A Russian nesting doll, parentheses, kind of creepy. Mm. An empty plastic water bottle, parentheses, I know I suck. A vanilla candle that smells so good. Or Cosmo and Toby, my fuzzy little battery-powered walking toy pigs. I think a, ga- a vanilla-, vanilla candle that smells so good. Yeah, so good. So good. How would you react if the person you think about most told you they loved you? Uh, I love you too. What the fuck? You'd simply break down crying or ah, ha ha what? I mean, I love you too. Like, I feel like that's I like, love you too. I mean, he knows. That is, he knows. <laughs> this is not a surprise. <laughs> this isn't news. Um, choose an ice cream flavor. I don't eat ice cream. Rocky Road. Whatever you're having. Parentheses. Oh, how sweet of you. I'm not flirting with you. Okay. Mint choc, rum raisin, or maybe something with nuts in it. I think mint mm. chocolate or rum raisin. I'm going to go rum raisin. Um, yeah. Mostly because I don't like rum and raisin. Um, and I feel like I don't either, like, but yeah, I feel like I, I feel it's... like the the rum maybe. Um, yeah, uh, ideal pet barring complications slash ethics. Obsessed <gasps> with that. I have. To <laughs> that's that, that's what that's what Dewey got in House of the Lucky Gander. <laughs> yeah. Um, cat, ant farm, dog, no pet, or something exotic like a tiger or snake. Something exotic, but it's something hard. exotic. Something exotic. <laughs> <laughs> um. How do you like to be complimented? Cute slash adorable? Hot slash sexy? I'd rather focus on my personality traits, thanks. Why are you complimenting me? Please ask me to step on you. And it doesn't matter, a compliment's a compliment. Ew. Um, I don't like I'd this. Tell you, maybe it doesn't matter, a compliment's a compliment. I think a compliment's a compliment, yeah. Quick, a bear attacks you. What do you do? Fight it, duh. Yeah. Uh, play dead, lie on your stomach, don't let it flip you over no matter what. Parentheses, I saw this on TikTok once. Oh. <laughs> oh. A bear. Um, a bear? What the fuck? Is it friendly? Um, I brought my bear trap for this very occasion. Back away slowly, then run. Yeah, bear trap, apparently. Um, very prepared. Personal, personal bear trap, portable bear trap. And a bear has bear claws, but I have bear hands. I guess um, that one. But I guess because I I know he would fight, but like mm, I didn't like any of these. I didn't I'm obsessed like with this person's understanding that bear traps are like weapons to be used against bears in yeah. combat. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's keep going with the scenario. This time, a bear attacks, but a friend is with you. What do you do? Throw punch my friend knows how- <laughs> <laughs> uh, My friend knows how to deal with bears. My life is safe in their hands. I feel like this is true because Penchito has guns. Um, <laughs> Try yelling at it to scare it away, since you now have strength in numbers. If that doesn't work, no, that's that's slowly. that's what Panchita would do. Panchita would yell at it to scare <laughs> it away, and Jose um, would be like, "Use your fucking gun." <laughs> um, how important is this friend? Like that's insane. That's, would never ter- do that. that's, that's her Panchita at the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> he would do um, that, but in the understanding that Panchita will be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. Does my friend need protecting? No. Do I care? No. Great. We fight the bear together. That's true. I think that's that reasonable. That is true. That is true. Um, <laughs> use my friend as bait, hide behind a tree, then bury an axe in the bear's head, bear steak for dinner. I don't... Okay. He wouldn't do that. Or, no. joke's on you, I don't have friends. That's not true. He has two best friends, and I think they fight the bear together. Yeah. 
last question. How would you like to be remembered? Hot and never wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone hardworking who did their best, kind and no. intelligent, wise and altruistic, a dreamer, or I don't know, I haven't really thought about it and I don't want to. Hot and never wrong. Hot and never wrong. Hot and never wrong. never wrong. Hot and never wrong. Okay. Oh, it's a character that I don't know. It's who a character from, from from Jujutsu Kaisen, who I have oh. that I, I have not watched this. I have not watched this um this anime. It is uh Kugisaki Nobara from Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen, um and the the description says, "Bestie, stop pushing everyone away. You don't have to be strong all the time. It's okay if people notice that you actually have flaws. I love you despite them. Talk to your friends. You matter to them." I not relevant, I just want to take a quick jaunt on down onto the uh, results uh, comparison and see that the this person's comfort characters list, I'm obsessed with it. Two characters from Jujutsu Kaisen, two characters from Haikyuu, one character from Legend of Korra, and then... Which character from Legend of Korra? Um, the Lieutenant. I haven't watched Legend of Korra. I don't know who that is. The Lieutenant? The Lieutenant. Like the Earth... Kingdom, maybe? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's bizarre. Um, That's a bizarre choice. Anyway. Um, and then do you do you want to take a wild guess at who the last character and also the, the, the least popular, the, like the least people got that result? The least people, like the last character on this list is not from an anime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really obsessed with having him be a comfort character. Take he... just like a wild wild guess. Walter White. No. <laughs> <laughs> really funny though. It's no, it's um, it's Javert. It's Javert from Les Mis. No. <laughs> really obsessed with that, actually. Jean Valjean. Jean Valjean, and I'm Jean Javert. Um, so that's about like that. That that I feel like that's um. Oh God, I hate looking at the trending now, like ticker on you quiz and like seeing like dream. SMP Minecraft YouTubers. I don't want to do that. I don't want to see please, that. I don't want people to make quizzes about that. Please have respect for yourself. Um, <laughs> I'm begging you. <laughs> uh, basically. Um, so that's about all I had, quote unquote, planned for for this third segment. Um, I think that was plenty for us to chew on. Um, yeah, we have gotten the knowledge that, um. Jose Carioca did not get the proper answer in that you quiz because the description didn't describe him at all. But and no, he's not Jean not. Valjean. Or no, sorry, sorry. Javert. 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 Sorry, wrong one. I was thinking of I was thinking of Jean Valjean. Um uh, uh, yeah, we, 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 we learned some things. We found out that Jose is is with one step above Donald Duck in the hierarchy. <laughs> yeah, but that dude Jim Witty is also Jose, so we are one step above yeah, Donald Duck exactly, in the hierarchy. Exactly. We get to take all of his achievements for our own. Um, and 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 by transference, that also means that we are two steps above Mickey Mouse. Um, yeah. So we're Who better than Greek? all of... <laughs> <laughs> some some out-of-left-field anti-Greek sentiment happening here. <laughs> when, did I, when was I against the Greek? You pointed it out for no reason. I'm just saying, just a, I'm I'm just bringing it back to Greek Mickey theory based on based on our based on the nationality casting. If you take it in reverse, Mickey's Greek. Well, you're right. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> just reminding you of of where he's, where he came from. Um, uh, 
so uh, I think I think that's about it um, uh, for for this episode. Um, once again, if you have any information about the horse um, uterus yeah. rupture story, please Ho- contact us. Hopefully, you learn some cool things like how dangerous horses are. Um, mm-hmm. Our various thoughts on horses and related mm-hmm. a- uh, animals, um, and also cows. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully, you learned about why the caviaras exist, um, mm-hmm. and one of the strange si- uh, as a strange byproduct of the good neighbor policy. Um, <laughs> hopefully, you learned about putting vinegar in mac and cheese, and not why- doing that. <laughs> Again, please, if anybody's listening and and has ever uh, put vinegar in their mac and cheese, I would love to hear from you. I would love to study you. Um, love to quite quite you. interested, quite interested in that. Um, very 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 disturbing, very disturbing. <laughs> and hopefully, you've also learned what a fucking mess your hosts are. Um, <laughs> I think it. I think this uh, changing the first segment to be our confession booth has has some. Um, a lot of promise to it because the thing is that we both live very uh interesting lives bad lives bad <laughs> in the choice lives. in the choices that we make and the way that we choose to conduct our day to day um <laughs> nasty nasty yeah. nasty nasty mm. and like uh I, I feel like the only way to kind of avert us talking about how terrible our lives are is to give us something else to do in the first segment maybe by leaving us a review that we can read out or sending us an email that we can read out and talk about so if you don't want to hear about how how sad we are <laughs> yeah. how, how miserable we're living um you don't want to hear me talk about um how uh my ass goes numb every time i record the podcast because i have to sit on the floor <laughs> of my closet yeah um, for my next for, for our next episode i'll spend the confessional talking about all the various cat pukes I had to clean up. I don't know. <laughs> we'll do something awful. Uh, so, um, you know, if you ever care to kind of, like, stymie that, then feel free to send us an email, talk to us on Twitter, leave us a review. Just, you know, we love, like, the engagement. Well, it's really fantastic. We love hearing from you guys. Um, we yeah, love you very we much. We love you very uh, much. Um, and thank you, as always, for coming on this incredible journey with us um it's uh it's 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 really great i really like it's sincerely really like incredible to me that anybody listens to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) like um like we like we have like like outside of like 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 our friends who uh like on some level at least partially contractually obligated to listen to the show um the fact that there's people who we don't know who listen to it and are like interested in it and who are also by the way the other thing that that blows my mind is when people recommend the Dimity to other people um that is that's, like that's that crazy. is insane and that is like one of the coolest things that I think you can do is to tell other people to listen to this show because it means that like so much of our lives is just like forcing this upon everybody else so to have have having another warrior in that fight um, (laughs) invaluable so yeah if if you have any requests for stuff that we can talk about um cartoons tv shows whatever um Mm. we'll get some we'll get some bonus episodes up pretty soon um yes we need to we need we need to schedule some time to tackle stephen Mm. king's it um, we need, we, yeah, we, we, I think we, we both need to like 
we also need to like plan out how exactly we're going to talk about it because it is it is a uh, oh we're gonna need a bit of a meeting we're gonna need it we're gonna need a meeting on that but uh yeah we need to strategize about it but that's that's hopefully going to be happening at some point um in the future um yeah but there's tons of tons of stuff that we could talk about we've got you know we got a bunch of tv shows uh that we talk about we've got um we've got like some manga you know we watch uh we read like dungeon meshi um yes I'm I'm gonna take up uh, the witch had atelier ma- mantle Yay! at some point. I'm so happy. Um, I'm so happy. Oh my god, Monty, can you can can you read that mangaka's fucking like insane, funny pervert angel and demon manga? It's so it's so crazy. It's so funny. Of course, of course I will. Um, she's so but- she's so obsessed with drawing sexual women. <laughs> <laughs> I finished I finished another volume of Higarashi last night. Um, oh god, I got- need to get back on the Higarashi train. We've got a we've got a deep bench of uh we got a very deep bench of Higarashi and Umaneko knowers um mm-hmm. that we can that we can guest in for that. Yeah, we um, have heaps of friends who are like very well versed in in lots of different media. We have we have lots fo- of we have enjoyers. we we have our we have our jack of all trades, Kobe, who is currently in, in Fallout New Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. so if you ever want to talk about Sam and Max, Fallout New Vegas, um, anything else, Kobe knows everything. <laughs> Um, I feel like I really want. Um, I'm really obsessed with the idea of us doing, um, like our bonus episodes being us, like picking a friend to talk about the media with. Um, yeah, I think that would. I think that's fantastic because I, I, I really want to talk about. I really want to talk about it with Emma. I really want to talk about <laughs> it with Emma. Um, uh, I yeah. think that would be fantastic. But anyway, so you know, uh, like the thing is we're going to we, okay we are going to do these bonus episodes like whether people want them or not <laughs> so. oh god yeah so if you want to have some control over over how we do them uh do write in um uh, and don't think oh well they won't know that because um again we have a deep bench and we have a lot we, we are interested in a lot of things that we don't talk about on yeah. the podcast so much yes. um so there's tons there's tons of things to talk about mm-hmm. so do let us know yeah so, um yeah, thank you, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying the podcast. Yeah, we hope, we hope you continue you had fun. to do so. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching along with us, we hope we hope you had fun with that episode and our next episode. Our next episode is Storkillies in Duckburg, If I'm not wrong. <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus! Uh, better double check that because um, if you are wrong, I'll kill myself. <laughs> I'm almost certain it's Storkillies in Duckburg. Um, well, in the interest of saving my own life, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna fact check that one. That's fair. I am. I'm fact checking. As my as my Google document loads, it is indeed Storkleys and Duffberg. Yes, 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 yes. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah. Oh. So, uh, so look so forward ch- to that one. Tune in next week for Duck Tits. <laughs> of course. So, of course. Um, we will see you next week. We'll see you next week. If you have any information regarding Dimwitty's disappearance or any information that might lead to his capture, let us know at Dear Dimwitty on Twitter or email us at DearDimwitty at gmail.com. Or if you want to talk to us about DuckTales, that's fine too.